All right, fellas, I want you to set your calendars back to 2006. Okay. Enron was on trial. Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, was killed by a stingray. Jesus Christ, too soon, man. Yeah. I was a sophomore in college. Hey, look, we're, we're pro-crocodile no, hunter here. Of course we Why are. Why are you yelling at me for telling yeah. me the facts? Because I don't need to be reminded of tragedies in my life Remember, like Remember, I'm trying to take you back. It's on site with stingrays, though. Saddam Hussein was executed, mm-hmm. or at least scheduled to die that year on, when he was on trial. The Grave Talk Podcast, the most uplifting podcast on the internet. It was a shitty year, 2006. We get it. Housing crisis? No, that was 2008. To be fair, every year can be a shitty year if you focus on the negative. Yeah, the positives. The Omen remake came out. Gnarls Barkley released Crazy. Oh, that Remember song that was everywhere. I think that's the same year Sexy came back, thanks to a uh, NSYNC member, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, talk about a career resurgence. I know, right? I don't think he ever went away. NSYNC was hot. He went on his own. He was hot. That's true. Yeah, I never really there's fell no, There's off. no resurgence. He just surged. Yeah, JT, man, <laughs> straight up. He'll always be remembered for his role as the guy who made Napster in the Social Network movie. Yeah. Oh, no, was he in that? That's yeah. really all he's going to be remembered for. Dude, you know what's cool? He's a, a Mickey billion Mouse dollars. Too. Yeah. Oh, he was. That's true. Yeah. Why do I say this? In front of me, I've got a list of the top 20 grossing movies of 2006, and I want you both to guess five. Okay? Oh. It's hard to think what was in 06, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of why I was trying to set you back to when that was going okay. on. There's five action movies on the list, two comedies, seven horrors, two thriller suspense, one MTV production, three dramas. Two of the horror movies are remakes. Four of them are sequels. There's one prequel, and one is based on a video game. Hey, guess what? Remember when there's like hundreds of movies that come out I every know. year okay, and we're t- like in year 2023? 2006. We can't remember characters' names of movies we watched literally the night before, That's Mark. True. I'm asking for five out of 20. Nacho Libre. Uh, no. He said MTV production. Oh, yes, from, but it's not that. No, that would have been too... Okay. Let me give you, I'll give you some actors. Okay, See, I'm yeah. I'm still helping you out, right? He's just going to give us the shit. We're like, yep, we knew that. <laughs> I'm going to give you some movie titles. <laughs> Two of the movies star Leonardo DiCaprio. One of them has Heath Ledger. One has a Sean Bean, one has a Samuel Jackson, one has all three of these. Was Danko Unchained 2006? No. Oh. Snakes was... on a Plane. Got one. Bam. Oh, get fucked. That's one. Okay. Four more to go. Well, it wasn't Romeo and Juliet. Shutter Island? No. Uh, oh, Gangs of New York. No. No, that was no. way too late. Too late? <laughs> Gangs uh, of New York was like 2002. Two. Okay, yeah, yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of these movies stars Greg Kinnear, Steve Carell, and Tony Collette. Bruce Almighty? No, uh, that is, um, fuck, damn it, all the hell. Go to hell. Wasn't the 40-year-old virgin? Wasn't that around then? That was way before that, too. Oh, jeez. You're going too far back, Too far back. Pull it in. All right. Just go back 17 years. That's it. Not 20. Okay. Uh... God, this is the dumbest game we've ever played. Avatar. No, not a- yeah, Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> one of these has a Kate Beckinsale in it. Uh, uh, Underworld? Maybe Seven? One <laughs> I'll give you that one. Okay. Underworld Evolution. Was there a Resident Evil movie? No. Damn. Uh, Saw. That was a Saw movie. Oh, yeah. Which one? Saw something between two and five. <laughs> <laughs> You're narrowing it down. Uh, I'm going to say Saw 4. No. Saw 5. No. Saw three. six. Saw th- <laughs> that wasn't even between <laughs> your two and five. You went above your five. Saw three. Paranormal activity. Something. Nope. Th- this no. This is too soon. Too soon? Oh. Paranormal's 09, dude. Shit, that's Mika right. Mika hadn't busted under the scene mm-hmm. yet. He was still a baby Mika. The thing is, from like 2001, post 9-11 to like 2019, movies just become a blur. 
I know. I even worked in the movie theater in 2006. I can't think of anything. He said Leo, and the first thing I thought was like, oh, that Romeo and Juliet movie was badass. Yeah, it was like 94. So. I know. It was like mid 90s <laughs> for like sure. It was like 97. All right, let me help. You okay. want to focus on Leo, or you want to focus on I always on... want to focus on okay. Leo. Uh, it was a crime movie. Catch me if you can. Oh, it was the stupid mm. one with their gangs. The, the, oh. uh, the, the, the fucking. The like, Departed? No. Yes. Was it The Departed? Really? The Departed. Yep. Yeah, you should have started that. Mark Wahlberg was in there. Pick the <laughs> stars, bro. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Yeah, that's true. Got one more. Okay. Boston accent. A video game movie or an MTV movie with a giant property that is still going on today. MTV. I don't know any. Catfish? Jackass movie. Yes. Oh. Which one? Jackass 2. You got it. Good job. What was number one? <laughs> you're looking at me like you're impressed, and I'm sitting there going like, that was the dumbest guess I've ever had. Well, you got it right. The Omen is in the top 20. That's why we're doing top this. Top 20? Where do you think it lands? Nowhere. Uh, 19. Higher. Nine. Lower. <laughs> 11. 13. 11. 11. It came in 11th of the 2006. Man, 2006 wow. has some shitty movies. You know, I, I mean, I remember this being a big deal, like, when it came out, so I guess it doesn't surprise me that much. Top 10 movies, baby. Let's go. Okay. Real quick. Snakes on a Plane was 20. Oh, okay. One of the Leonardo DiCaprio ones was Blood Diamond. That was the other that one, one you didn't get. The prequel was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Oh, boo. No one cares uh, one shit. of the other remakes was The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, that was okay. We got Hostile this year. And Final Destination 3 was one of the other sequels. Oh, how did we not think of that? Yeah, that was all over Pretty the Pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. The top 10 okay. are as follows. Little Miss Sunshine at number 10. That's the one with Greg Kinnear and Steve Carell. Oh, that was a good movie, too. Un Underworld one. Evolution, which you more or less got. Yeah. At nine? At nine. Wow. <laughs> the Miami Vice remake. I okay. think that was with uh, Jamie Foxx, right? Was he in that? I don't even remember that. Sure. Let's say Jamie Foxx is in that. <laughs> don't crucify me if remember I'm wrong. Remember that movie Collateral? That movie was cool. Yeah, Collateral was good. Yeah. Brokeback Mountain. Oh. V for Vendetta. Okay. Oh, I remember that one, yeah. Jackass number two, which you got. Saw three, which you got. The Inside Man. Don't even know what oh, that is. Oh, that was actually pretty good. I think that was a Spike Lee movie, if I'm not mistaken. It was about mm. Denzel Washington, and he yeah. was the cop. And that was actually that a good That one movie. was dope. The it may not be Spike Lee, but I, I, it was pretty rad. The Departed was number two, and number one was... A Borat. Is my wife. Borat. What? <laughs> that was the number one movie of 2006? Dude, that movie was a fucking phenomenon. That's true. I mean... You couldn't go anywhere without someone basically doing a stupid Borat reference. I do remember those days. I make Mark do them all the time at work. Yeah. I can't even he talk about my wife without hearing... That's exactly <laughs> what it is. If he ever says my wife, I was like, who? <laughs> yeah. Who? And I keep asking him who until he does it. Silent Hill was the remake. The, I'm sorry, the video game. That was 06? Mm -hmm. oh, it all blurs Wait, together, man. Remake, or was the video game? One? It was the video, video game. game. I misspoke. It was a video game. And we talked about that movie, too. Yeah. Uh, Apocalypto, which I think was that... Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah. After the yeah. Passion of the Christ movie, he did it. That was 15. Oh. Uh, and that's really all of note. Okay. Uh, the Descent made it at 25. That was in 06, too? Wow. Mm. So quite a big year for horror, if you think about it. Yeah. All right. Just think, listeners, you wasted 10 minutes of your life listening to this. Or you enjoyed another Grave Talk cold open. You're welcome.
Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with Garrett and John. Fellas, we're back on a Sunday. We're here to talk about the devil. My favorite subject. Lucifer's spawn. Yeah. Is he in Georgia again? Yeah, he's always. No, okay. no, no. no. He, yeah, yeah. he has a summer place there, but he doesn't actually yeah, yeah. Oh, If it's okay. peach season, you'll find him there. <laughs> eating cobbler on the side of the road in one of those little shacks. Just waiting for people to challenge him to a fiddle-off. <laughs> a <think> fiddle-off? <laughs> you think he learned any other instruments after getting beat? Oh, could you imagine? A saxophone duel? Oh, he absolutely knows how to play other yeah. instruments. Hell yeah. How do you think Weird Al got his powers? Uh-huh. Oh, good point. Yeah. And Beat then the, the guy from the, the Lost Boys goes Lost and Boys. does a saxophone duel. <laughs> Tim Capello? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Well, what have you guys been up to since last time? Being red, watching movies, you know, just the same old, same old Grave okay. Talk business. Yeah. Business is good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I've not been doing all that much. I watched a bunch of Omen movies, which, you know, we'll get into. But other than that, I'm I haven't shocked watched. you watched all these Omen movies. I took one for the team. I was like, someone's going to need to. No one asked you, though. You yeah. just kind of took it upon yourself. Well, it's important to give a, you know, put this movie in context to note that this is the second best Omen movie. So, you know, make of that what you will. Oh, wow. Wait, the remake is the second yeah. best Omen movie? I would go Omen, uh, remake, Omen 2, not watch the Omen, Omen 3, <laughs> Omen 4. Well, anything un-Omen related you wanted to bring up? Uh, no, I'm going to say no. Garrett? Uh, the, I went to Vegas uh, for some work stuff, and uh, my streak of coming back from Vegas with more money won on gambling than lost on gambling is still intact. So thank you, our dark savior, for keeping me in that sweet, sweet cash. Um, the devil is in the details. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he shit. Kept his in the fingers, dice. And he kept his fingers out of your wallet. There is a shit ton of horror um, escape rooms. There's an It. There's a Saw. Um, there's a bunch of cool shit there. Did you do any of them? I did not. I didn't have time to actually do any of those. Mm. Did you say Saw? Saw. Man. Which was kind of cool. I saw the advertisement and I was like, okay, now that actually could be all right. Do you get strapped into a contraption? Of some kind. Yeah, you know, they fir- they drug you first. <laughs> there's there's people there's like actors and stuff in them and like there's like like a per- person chained to the pipes and I mean the people I were with were like wet blankets though so you can't really like you know I couldn't get anybody to go mm. and you have to have a group usually yeah. yeah um so I was like oh I'll skip it this time but I'll do it next time but um yeah no it's pretty rad I hung out mostly at the tiki bar uh, I did I sorry one thing I did want to bring up I think I got to tell Garrett that he was right I watched Jurassic Park two and three and three wasn't as bad as I remember no man three is yeah. based off the second book I was like okay you know what. Way to go. This isn't terrible. It's yeah. not great, but con- considering what came after it. The first half of Lost World um, and the like midsection of uh, Jurassic Park 3 are basically the second book, more or less. Okay. I was like, man, with Jurassic Park 2, I was like, that's right. Vince Vaughn's in this, and he's great. Vince Vaughn's great in most things, actually. Yeah, that's true. He plays the same character, but he's pretty great in most things. He's not like the biggest comedian here, so I was a little taken aback, uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, okay, Garrett's right. These two do hold up. Star so. power, baby. Yeah, that's true. When you got it, you got it. And he's got it. He's the man behind the man. Oh, God. Did you watch the third Jurassic World, though? No, I've, I haven't oh, even watched a second. It's so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking to know what Jurassic Park 1 was. We get Jurassic Park 2, Lost World, or I'm sorry, Lost World Jurassic Park. Thank you, iTunes, for putting it down in the L's oh. instead of next to the J's. So annoying. I Fucking hate it when assholes. they do that. You well, got they, one random movie. It's like if I wanted to look at all of my Friday the 13th movies, it's like Jason Goes to Hell is off on its mm-hmm. own because it's with the J's. It's mm-hmm. like, come on, you know where it goes. Halloween's exceptionally bad because 
because Halloween one is not under Halloween. It's under John Carpenter's Halloween. Oh, right. Then Rob Zombie's Halloween is under the R's. And then Halloween two, Halloween three are under the H's. Also, another one that fucks around. <laughs> Hellbound Hellraiser two. Yep. Because it's not Hellraiser. It's Hellbound. Why? But to be fair, those are pretty close, though. It's still in the H's. That's but true. There's, there's still a movie that separates it no, from the I, rest of my no, Hellraiser. I know. I know. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give a pass if it's in the same letter. But usually it's when it's like you have to scroll the end of the list. Like, I know I own more Halloweens than this. And it's like, oh, they're peppered throughout. The worst, though, is when iTunes is like, Hellraiser three isn't a horror movie. That's a thriller. And you ha- you're not in the right genre. And you're yes. like, oh, God. Yeah. What a mess. Get it together. Final iTunes. Destination is the worst about that. Summer comedies, summer thrillers, summer yeah. horror movies. Ugh. Ridiculous. So boxes. So I will say. It should be grouped by franchise. I agree. It's probably not iTunes' fault, though. I bet the movie studios pick. And it's probably just some it intern, is, it, like, it check, 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 whatever. Who I cares? know for a fact it is what is submitted to iTunes. That's what it goes under, yeah. I believe. So um, get it yeah. together, studios. Well, yeah. speaking of Probably studios mistakes or not depends on what you thought of the last it chapter two, but they're making the prequel show. Uh, I'm excited. This could be cool. There's a lot. There's like so much of those uh, stories in the books that they didn't get to in the movies that they could flesh out. So Who's doing this uh, HBO max. Well, yeah, it was said that the, as of the time of this article, it had finally been officially given the straight to series order. I never mind. Grave talk podcast. What? I just, <laughs> I'm so tired of fucking series. Just give me a fucking movie. I got to quit saying fucking so much. This nah, is- fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with that. I, or I feel like they make poor decisions. Like some things that should be series or movies, some things that could really be movies end up being series. And then they feel they need to stretch out the series to eight episodes when it's like, all right, if you're going to be a series, three is probably sufficient. Get it together. I'm looking at you, Netflix. We're breaking apart a hour and a half documentary into a mini series and it's three 30 minute parts and it's like this is a fucking movie mm. like that's all this is is a movie <laughs> did you watch the pepsi where's my jet I did watch that one. that could have very much been a 90 oh, yeah. minute movie there was a lot of fluff in that so you know much. another one i watched was the pez thief or something oh, like I didn't that watch it's that about one. a guy who was going overseas and he buying smuggling pez dispensers yes. <laughs> and stuff selling them in the states that didn't need to be as long as it was either but Ugh. yeah so i don't know this one usually i'm not on board for prequels but this, we have an opportunity to get more Skarsgård Pennywise clown, which I thought he absolutely crushed that role. Yeah. So I'm interested to see this set in the 60s, which kind of puts it more back in the same timeline as the original television show in the book, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So I, I'm, I'm on board. I, I think it was like I'm, late 50s, wasn't it, when it first came out? Yeah. Because it had that like late 50s feel. That yeah, they were doing all the Wolfman and yeah, all that stuff. They would have been kids or adults in the 80s, so... Yeah. So I don't hate this idea. Not necessarily. I mean, I, I was kind of cool on uh, part two. Yeah. But part one still fucking. I still really enjoyed part lo- two. I love it. So. I, I think it's also like not a prequel. I hope. I hope they're in the sense of like, we're going to explain where Pennywise came from and the backstory of Pennywise. And we're well, going to see sure him. There'll be, there'll be an episode where we basically see, you know, Pennywise dealing with something before his time. You know, like, well, we'll get some of that. But I think that they'll focus on our band of characters and the stuff they go. The problem is with that though, is there's a gap between like when you leave the town and come back, at least in the main story, like what are they going to do? Just like a summer of bullshit. Well, I, it could be like, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it would be interesting if they did it more like anthology style. Cause there are those short little sort of vignettes in it. Yes. The book, which they could make each one of those an episode. If they plan to use the same set of characters, that would be weird. I don't think they're doing that. I think it's new characters, but, um, from what I was reading, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're also moving into territory that is not written by Stephen King. 
right? That's so true. they're going to have to come up with all new material for this. Which they will. They'll have no problem with that, but... Maybe we'll get the turtle. Could be. We're, We're not getting Maturin. Maturin? Maturin. Yeah. How do I remember this shit and you yeah, guys don't? I'm glad you didn't. Well, I get it mixed up with the Discworld turtle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alpha Chuck. Win. And I get it mixed up. Chuck the toitus. With the real turtle that we're on. Or the turtles, the band. Yes. Or the Ninja Turtles. There's too many turtles is the problem. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I don't even know what HBO Max is going to look like once Discovery fully takes over. But I assume that this Who is- gives a shit? They're going to cancel it just like they canceled fucking Watchmen. Oh, man, the Watchmen show is so good. So good, and they canceled that. But, you know, it wouldn't be so bad if they just canceled it, but lately now, they're also like, and we're getting it off the network. Goodbye. You That's, can't even watch it anymore. There's Yeah, there's legal shit for it's that. It's so but, stupid. Yeah. It's a mess. It is a mess. Can we please talk about the Omen, unless you have something else to bring up, Mark? Looks good over here. All clear? I'm going to go ahead and click on theomen.exe. Let's run the script. Here we go. It's booting now. Light is green. Trap is clean. Talking about The Omen from 2006. The remake. The remake. If you the thought, remake. <laughs> the remake. <laughs> if you thought the original Omen came out in 06, boy, there was four before it. Yeah. And John, sir, as you said, you did one for the team. You mm-hmm. went through and sat through far too much Omen. 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 That's a cereal. Glass <laughs> Omen from Riam Johnson. <laughs> John, why don't you give us a little history and the detail on the uh, series, that is, The Omen. I will do so. So I'm not going to spend too much time on each movie because we'll be here all day. But Omen 2 came out in 1976, stars Gregory Peck, very famous, everyone's seen it. Uh, Richard Donner's first movie, uh, directorial debut. And people know him for? Superman, yep. The Goonies, Lethal Weapon. If you don't know him, get it together. Yeah. We'll touch on that movie because it's basically this movie. Omen, the second one. This came out in 1978, takes place seven years after the first Omen. Damien's like in a military school now, and he's sort of growing up. It's it's okay. It's not... Growing up, Damien. Growing up. series coming from TLC. <laughs> and we start to get to see uh, like how he's, he's collecting his his hanger-ons and, and the people who help him become... His hanger-ons? Yeah, people who hang his on. Minions. His minions. Oh, There's the okay. word. Uh, people who are <laughs> his just crew. in his circle enabling him to be the Antichrist. Cool the thing. Seventh circle. So, like, oh. you will. Like Miss Baylock, more or less. Yes, but okay. there, it's like uh, people in the army now and another. Sorry, Polly Shore. I was yes. going to ask. Yes, you were. Polly Shore is definitely. I saw it. your face and I was like, he's going to say it. Is Chucky in this one too? That would be what awesome. What other military school things can we pack <laughs> into this omen? So, it's it's okay. He, the kids do a good job, all things considering. It's got young Lance Hendricks in a small role, so mm. that's cool to see. Was he, he under 40? I believe so. He already looks. He's never been under 40. Yeah. He already looks 70, but he's, okay. you know, he's like well, 27. We love you, Lance. Fucking shout out to Lance Henriksen, man. And the director did Final Countdown, the movie where an aircraft carrier gets Goes sent back to, in yeah. time. Yep, so, I remember that one. Awesome. I do not remember what that is. That's, oh, yeah. One of the, the 80s uh, battleships or cruisers yeah. go back in time and they end up in World War II. Oh, wow. And then they have to debate, like, it's right before Pearl Harbor. So they're like, do we get involved? Or then they the get. Butterfly effect yes yeah. exactly it's we're making it sound better than it is but if you're a kid hey, it is awesome that time tunnel effect was cool back it was in the dope. day yeah this one was pretty good it, it also it has like movies in the 70s just have a vibe to them and this one definitely captures it Omen 3, well, now we're in the 80s, 1981. This takes place 20 years after the Omen. So now Damien's a full-grown adult, and he's taken over the previously unknown Thorn Enterprises, which 
makes a, it's like a farming company, but it's also a conglomerate. It owns everything. Monsanto or whatever, basically. Basically, yeah. Or, you know. A real Blackwater. Blackrock, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> he becomes the ambassador to England, da-da-da-da-da. Not that important, except oh, that the- full circle. Yes. Except that the end, Jesus shows up. So well, the Jesus, the okay, not Jesus, not no. his, his hanger ons. <laughs> the most interesting, aka apostle. Yes, not his hanger ons. The most interesting thing is baby Jesus is born in the Omen Three. So his plan is just kill every baby that was born on June sixth oh, or whatever. Taking a playbook from Herod. Yes. Okay. So there are these scenes of just babies getting like slaughtered. They show it. I mean, like in a real eighties half ass way. Like you'll see a. a carriage get hit by a car and if you think like drunk driving PSAs then like the wheels spinning it's like that Ghostbusters 2 opening yes it is almost exactly like that okay. actually so he kills a bunch of babies in the end Damien gets wrecked by Jesus movie's over <laughs> <laughs> now you told me Sam Neill was in this oh right Damien is played by Sam Neill ah. and he does a good job with what he's given which is very little mm. he has to do so much exposition this movie is like attending a lecture he spends just I can't get over the fact that you said Damien gets wrecked by Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, he finally gets stabbed by the Rex blade. In effect over here. And, oh, and then man. as he's dying, Jesus comes to like flex on him. Right. And he goes, <laughs> do you think you've won? You haven't won. And then pff, Damien's dead. His tongue falls out. X is over the eyes. Man, real Looney Tunes style. Yes, huh? uh, okay. exactly. <laughs> but Damien was right. Jesus didn't win. Because then, 10 years later, we get a made-for-TV Omen 4. This one... It was supposed to kick off a series of made-for-TV movies. Three must have just not brought any money in if they went to TV after that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a safe bet. So this one, now Damien is a girl, Delia. What? Yes, she's the daughter of Damien. And she is... The granddaughter of the devil. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Great country song. Uh, she now is basically Damien, and you just redo the first... I said she's now dating. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, at five. Now, you basically... Oh, I didn't know she was so young. I think she's only a teenager. No, she's like eight, I think, realistically. Okay. Yeah, she's, right. she's old enough to be, like, real chatty, so that's annoying. Real chatty Kathy, if Real you chatty demon. So, just is, it's basically the first movie all over again, except she picks on kids more, and it's a, a TV movie, so there's, like, no gore. One, for, for example, one of her evil powers is she causes her bully... Well, first, she beats the shit out of him with a lunchbox. That scene was awesome. Uh, then she makes him climb a ladder and piss himself with her demon powers. So this is like the, the level is that we're the at. omen or is this the problem child starring <laughs> John Ritter? It's very much like that. How come everyone says John Ritter? No one says the name of the kid. Because nobody remembers the kid. What did he come on to do? That's problem unfortunate child because that kid was problem <laughs> yeah. child, you know? That's a good point. This one had two directors. One of them did Halloween 5. So may take, take that uh, as That's you a good will. Sign. Yes. Oh, and also there's Real no prestige there. <laughs> there's no Christians in this movie. Now it's hippies like new age with crystals oh, boy. and, and they could tell they find out she's the devil because all of this lady's spirit crystals turn black from absorbing all of her wow. negative energy. I actually bet that's a really cool effect. Uh, no, it's terrible effect. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking 1991 made for made TV, for TV effect. Mm -hmm. uh, she just has a crystal around her neck and then she pulls it out. And it's black. And John, then she runs John, to... John, are you happy with anything in life? 
Yes, I would like the I like the remake. We're, we'll get to that. She runs to all her other crystals, and they're all black. <gasps> yeah, dun dun dun. Uh, you can skip all of these; they're all terrible. No, that's not true. Two's okay. The other two, skip. <laughs> you were the fastest person at undercutting your message. <laughs> so, so nineteen ninety one. That was the last one until this remake. Two thousand six. <laughs> Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought they made a new TV show. Yes, and it came after the remake, though. Yeah, it did. I didn't watch that because I didn't know about it till <laughs> uh, I looked up The Omen on Wikipedia to see if there's any movies I missed, and there wasn't. There's a new one coming out, a prequel. I love The Omen. It's one of my favorite horror movies, and I didn't mind. I was like, oh, you know, these remakes around this time are usually okay. You know, Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was down. I was like, okay, cool. I, I like Lee Schreiber, but man... I was a little perturbed that I had to spend 15 bucks on this. Yeah, I think it's okay. I don't I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's great. I think it's pretty forgettable. And what honest. movie are we talking about? The Omen from 2006. Okay. Mm. This one was directed by John Moore. Uh, writing credit went to David Seltzer. He's the guy that wrote the original. However, if you dig in a little bit, it was Dan McDermott wrote the actual movie, but it was too really? similar to the original, so they didn't give him credit. Yeah, what did he do? He was just like, he found and replaced all 70s scenes with 2006 technology, Dream and that sequences. was it? Oh, yeah, that's true. Those sucked. <laughs> so they just gave the writing credit to the guy from the 70s, which, uh, fun factoid, Seltzer did an uncredited rewrite on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in the 70s. Oh. And they told him, was like, look, we're not going to give you credit, but we'll go ahead and fully back your next film. So that seemed like a pretty good trick. Was that the was Omen? That? I don't know. Oh. oh. I was like, if it was the Omen, then well it wasn't, played Wonka. Uh, that was like from 71 to 76, so there was something in between there. Mm. Okay. But, yeah. Something I didn't recognize. Willy Wonka. Great movie. You want to know if I like things? Like that one. That's a great movie. Yeah. This one stars Liv Schreiber as Robert Thorne, Julia Stiles as Catherine Thorne. I have not seen Julia Stiles in a long time. No. Seamus Davy Fitzpatrick as Damien. David Thewlis as Keith Jennings. I like him in pretty much everything he shows up. Is in. that the photographer? Yeah. AKA knockoff Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did good. Okay. I mean, he was also in Harry Potter with Alan Rickman. And oh. he was also Ares in Wonder Woman. Oh. Which I thought was a bizarre choice, but hey. Mia Farrow as Mrs. Baylock. Michael Gambone as Bugenhagen. Oh, I love when they're like, you got to get to the city of Miga Magawaga and talk to Bugenhagen. Like, what the hell are they saying? Bless you. Gesundheit. Yeah. Uh, you'll recognize him. He played Dumbledore in the majority of the Harry Potter movies. We had Peter Postlewaite. I'm so happy to see that guy. I love him and everything he's in. He played Father Brennan. You know him from Alien 3. He was... Uh, Usual Suspects. He, he was uh, Kobayashi. He was. He was also in Jurassic Park, Lost World, Waterworld, Dark Water, and Inception. Unfortunately, he passed away in 2011, but I'm always happy to see that guy pop up. That's probably all we need to know. Over on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics scored it at 26%. Ouch. The audience, 40%. Okay. Budget of $25 million, it brought in $120 million. So Call that success. Well, I got number 11 on the list. I was surprised um, they didn't make a sequel with that much money. Yeah. At the time, uh, it was the highest Tuesday grossing, but has since been dethroned. And it came out on The highest June... Tuesday grossing? Yeah. 
Wow. You know, get your accolades where you can yeah. get them, I guess. But. It, importantly, it came out on June 6, 2006, 6606. I know. They that were, was not a mistake. I yeah. thought they were so clever with that shit. Very bright. Someone patted themselves on the back when they're like, we can do it. We can do 666. Yeah, but not really because there's that O in there. And now if it was 1960, they would have had it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, here's what the back of the DVD has to say about the Omen. The prophecy is clear, the signs unmistakable. Armageddon is upon us, and our darkest fears are revealed in this quote-unquote truly terrifying film, says E! Entertainment. Remember that channel? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man's darkest fears are manifested as an unspeakable horror. Oh, yeah, we got it. It's unleashed on this world. U.S. diplomat Robert Thorne substitutes an orphan for his own stillborn baby in order to spare his unknowing wife. But after a series of grotesque murders and dire warnings, the Thorns come to the chilling realization that their child is the son of Satan. Wow, they just blow everything out of the water in this back of the box. Bro, if you don't know about the omen in 2006. A lot of people don't know about the omen in 2006. Dude, there's people that don't know about 9-11, bro. I admittedly... Don't know about 9-11. Do you guys want to tell me about that now? Jesus Christ. Yeah, we'll we're go not, off We're there, not doing yeah. this on the podcast. <laughs> we're moving on. What I meant to say was I actually have never watched an Omen film until yesterday. What? I know. I was excited for you to like finally watch one. them. I, dude, if you're in the cultural zeitgeist, you know what a Damien is. You know about yeah. the Omen. You know what a Damien is. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? Yeah, I just yeah. never felt... Uh, compelled to sit through any of them. I would have starred you with four had I known that. <laughs> Guys, I told from the bottom. The, I told us on the podcast before, I didn't know the actors in The Wizard of Oz from the farm were the same actors that played the lion, the tin man, and the fucking scarecrow. So sometimes people just don't know things. Yeah. It's okay if you've never seen an Omen movie until yeah. now. Well, Remember, the back of the box ruined it for you, so congrats. We grew up before the internet age when everything was at our fingertips and we just sat around guessing at things. That's true. Yeah, okay. Is that a masturbation reference? Uh, could be. Okay. Anything could be. Yeah, it's try hard <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, what did you guys think of the Omen 2006 remake? John, take us home. Okay, I did not hate this. I thought it was... God, you are so negative. I thought it was an okay movie. Now, my main gripe is that it is the 1976 Omen just takes place in 2006. There's like no major differences. The cinematography is awesome, but like hearing the same lines in the same way, it just is really hammering home. All right, I could just go watch the OG Omen. And there's you not- could, but a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people think 70s, 60s movies, and they don't go watch them. You know, they'll watch the remake, but they won't watch the old one. So keeping it as close as possible, I'm okay with because it means it's not pissing on the original. Yeah, but impart some of your own flair to it. Like, I know I agree. It's the reason I love the Marvel movies that they do. They they take the stories I know that I've known for years and years, and they add a little bit of something different to it. But in this case, I think I know what they're going for. They're just trying to reintroduce it to a new generation. I think that remakes have the responsibility of justifying their existence. Yes, as well as respecting the original work. If it's too close, then I can see like like if you've already seen, like why did I just sit through this? But I, I to a point, I think Garrett's right. Like if a movie's too old, a certain audience, maybe the younger generation, will be less interested. And so many people skirt that line of actually justifying an existence by making things shitty or pissing on the original concept in a way that they may not intended to. So again, I'm cool with them being pretty original. I mean, the kills and some of the uh, the dream stuff and all that was like fresh for O2 or whatever year it was, 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Now so, I think there's only one new kill. 
Well, was she like the way the way they shoot the things? Were yes, very the different. cinematography so, again, was again. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. does not feel the 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 dog fight in the graveyard. I know what the biggest change is between movie '76 and '06. Was it '76? Yeah. I bet you the 1976 one didn't have a razor scooter in it. Oh, that's true. No, uh, he, was, he was riding a big wheel, uh, like uh, what's it, The Shining. Yeah, red rum in it. Yeah. Well. There you go. I just justified it. Yeah, that's that was the one change that one screenwriter made. <laughs> Big scooter had their claws in this one. <laughs> the one thing I wondered if they were going to change from the original is when they open the grave and find his son with like the head bashed in, the skull bashed in. I was like, I wonder if they're going to show that in 2006. And they sure as fucking did. Yeah. Man, I was shocked that they actually kept that in. I thought they were going to cut out the whole abortion thing. Oh, no, you got to keep that in there. When that movie became Sophie's Choice 2, I was yeah. like, whoa. This day and age, they would definitely cut that out, though. I don't think that would fly now. I, I don't know. I think they lean more into like it's more of like a straight up horror and less try to make it accessible to everyone else and keep that in there. Mm. It's so necessary because it's such a like hot button issue for the whole religious I, aspect of this. I, I think it's a important <laughs> scene, but I don't know that it's, I mean, because ultimately it play, nothing comes of it. So, well, I mean, it's important because she's going to like take this thing out and he's like, oh, no. A real baby of my own. Without that, the movie's weaker. I mean, I agree. I don't want them to cut it out. I just think they're cowards. Mm, They are. (laughs) Hollywood, get it, John, you cowards. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You yellow bellies. Well, as my first omen, I would give it like a 2.5 out of 5. Like, I thought it was fine. My biggest problem with the movie is the performance brought in by Liev Schreiber. That dude is so fucking wooden in this movie. Compared to all the crazy shit that is happening around him, Mm -hmm. he is not emoting nearly as much as he should be. And I don't think he's a bad actor. Damien in this movie is not as good either. Julia Stiles, I don't have anything really against Julia Stiles, but I just thought for the way she delivers some moments, it's just kind of like, I'm going to say my lines. And it was like, damn it, you're supposed to be a little more invested here. Um, I thought everyone just kind of, I don't want to say phone it in because they all were going hard, but man, it just compared to the original acting was not near as good. Hmm, interesting. I think the Gregory the, Peck was in the first one. Yeah, yeah, Gregory Peck was. He did a great job. Phenomenal. But he also was very stilt, not stilted, but you know he's reserved, right? He's a an ambassador, and I think that's what he. Uh, but you could see on his face, yeah. though. You could see on his face when he's like he's being reserved, but you can see he's being reserved for the moment. Like he's like, I have to hold shit together. Gregory Peck like gets that across. <laughs> Leave Shriver didn't really have that for me. It's kind of like he seemed like he was like confused. Yeah, I think that's what. He, but that's what he was trying to capture. He just wasn't as good as Gregory Peck. Yeah. I think the new Damien, my problem with him is he's just immediately untrustworthy. Like everyone, I could like, oh yeah, he is the devil. I definitely could see that. Whereas the other... The, is there a better nuance to the original? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The original Damien just seems like a, a cute little kid. And then you're like, oh wait, some fucked up shit's happening. And then it's like, wait, is wait, look at that kid. Is that kid part of this? What the fuck's going and on here? To be clear, as the audience, the movie never leaves you in doubt. That kid is the fucking Antichrist. But in the universe, he seems much more as a regular kid than... Everyone in the, in the, the 2006 remakes seems standoffish and unsure about Damien out the fucking gate and the other one yeah. is all like like why are you being like this Damien Damien come here I love you you know like they they literally are like and they, it does like like John says it does start to dawn on them like whoa 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 so 06 Damien like every scene with him he's just like this very quiet he refuses to speak most of the time he glares at everything and he just looks like a bad kid from <laughs> minute one is young Damien or young Damien but 76 Damien is also a very quiet kid mm-hmm. but he looks more like just a quiet kid being quiet and reserved and that's mm-hmm. why it's such a shock when you're like oh when he's being quiet that's bad news new Damien is definitely like when he's like there if he's on screen he's glaring yeah as if like the devil needs to take care of this to go back to my uh, not 
knock against Liev Schreiber's performance is like when his wife is clearly emoting fear and scared for this child, he's like stone cold. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's fine. It's like, you see the same shit that the audience has seen with this Damien already. What do you like, bro? And yeah. not only that, you got a rando kid, man. Like, yeah. even if you're not like child, children are evil, you should still be like, well, I don't know anything about this child. Maybe I should look into this. They, they, and then this is where they did make a change. And I think it caused some of these problems in the 76 omen. It takes uh, the wife a lot longer to start to be like, I don't think this kid is all. Yes. It's like, he's like, I they think there's something wrong with my kid. Like Julia Stiles is like, this movie <laughs> blows its load so fast. Like five minutes scene, in the yeah. second scene is the, the party scene. And I'm like, my God. And the moment that happens, she's like, what if something's wrong with Damien? And I'm like, yeah. whoa, like she already hates this kid. I'm surprised we didn't see any scenes of like a toddler Damien walking through halls and crosses flipping upside <laughs> down as he walks through the hall. Uh, this definitely has some 2000s like yeah, movie vibe to stuff. it. Yeah. And it was like, oof. So that was, I think that weekend, because then he, so they're, so Leaf Driver's trying to play well, Gregory you, Peck. You but nailed it. You nailed it with Julia Stiles' character. And I don't think this is on Julia. I think this is on. Um, it's on the script. It's in the script. But yes, from the moment you get this, like, I don't like this kid. And you're like, wow. But in the original, like you do, she's, she, she comes to this realization. Yeah, like much, much later. So I think and that it's, weakens. And it's hard for the character in 76, too. Mm -hmm. She's like, wait a minute, this is my kid. I can't dislike my kid. And this one, Julia, Ch Julia Childs, Julia Styles <laughs> is just like, hello. Julia Styles is just like, I want it out. Yeah, you're fuck just that like, kid. Damn. <laughs> so Mark, having this be your first omen, obviously you, you're you two at 2.5. Mm -hmm. Okay. What did you think of the story, the concept? And understand the story, although doesn't play out quite as smoothly and impactful as the original one does, the story itself is almost beat for beat. What did you think of the overall omen story? So I have a background of being forced to go to church for a lot of my youth, right? I was exposed to something far more terrifying than this as a kid. I was exposed to a rapture series called The Thief in the Night, uh, which basically shows the rapture occur and kids are standing around and all of a sudden their parents are gone, but like a, a shaver is just on the sink, like cars start crashing into the things. The kids didn't get raptured? Well, they were like teenagers. Oh. They were, they were busy drinking and doing sinning. Oh. You know what I mean? So the we things had, that are really going to stop that salvation from yeah. happening. So I'm already kind of used to this whole antichrist storyline, but much in a more at the time for me when I watched it, holy shit, did that thing fuck me up? Well, here's my question, though. All teenagers want to do is get out of their house and not live under their parents' rules. Having their parents get raptured would be the fucking perfect thing. No, it, not really, though. Because <laughs> you're still very dependent on them to some no, degree. No, but I'm just saying at the time, <laughs> kids would be like, fuck yeah, we can go drink whatever we want. We can go do drugs and... But when the uh, New World Order starts knocking mm -hmm. at your door, Garrett, and asking you to take the mark of the beast, if you take that mark of the beast, you're going to hell forever. You and then the they're going to have on my hand here. You're lucky that's just a tattoo and not the real mark of the beast. Oh, but you know what? Does it matter to Jesus? <laughs> I don't think it does. And if you don't get the mark of the beast, you get your head chopped off via guillotine. Yeah. Wait, so what's the difference between a tattoo of the mark of the beast versus being marked by the beast? Like, well, is it like a raised? Do I need well, to get you this don't branded? have a computer chip in you. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta get it branded on top of my tattoo. Right. So I just gotta get it raised. That would probably work. Maybe like a barcode in the middle. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, does the New World Order use barcodes? Oh, definitely. This is all theoretical, Garrett. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's probably RFIDs now. So. Okay. All right. It's not in Revelations. Here's the blueprint of what the uh, Mark of the Beast will look like. 
And lo, the grocery scanner said, not this one. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. In the OG Omens, they have Bible verses in the beginning and the end. Yes. They cut those in, in 06. They're well, like, 06 has we don't need all this Bible no, stuff. No, you're right. They didn't have it at the end. Yeah. Like, no I Bible. Watched, I watched the original Omen right after I watched the uh, the remake again. So I was just like, I was like, God, I love this movie. I love this story. And I was like, I miss 76. So <laughs> I went back. Well, let me wrap it back around to your question. Wrap it up. Right? So um, all that being said, I went through a large period of my teens and 20s, like kind of shedding off of this religious stuff that I had been indoctrined with my entire life. So the stuff that deals with religious iconography and ideals just doesn't really do much for me anymore. When I was religious, this shit hit a lot harder because I was like, this could be real. You know, this could be the Antichrist. I don't really subscribe to that anymore. So now I'm just like, okay, let's just watch it. As a horror movie, I didn't think it was all that scary. Yeah, it's not really supposed to be scary. It's it's definitely a 70s like, you know, horror movie where it's like, oh, God, that's a creepy like uh, Amityville Horror is a good example. Yeah. Amityville Horror is not a super scary movie, but like the at the time, it's like this is a mind fuck. And Damien at that time was also like to see it play out that way. Plus, the original 76 dealt with some heavy topics, abortion, uh, you know, yeah. like the, the, the decapitation that happens in the original one. Um, it's, it's pretty it was pretty heavy. But I do find the story interesting. Right. So I feel like you guys telling me that the 76 one is still the superior out of the two, right? You would it's yes, definitely, definitely dated in certain aspects, but it still holds up like the dog fight in the cemetery is still rad. Okay. So it's much slower. I think I'd rather go back yes. and watch. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I can, I know what a seventies movie is, you know, so I'd yeah, exactly. The pacing back then was just very different, but it works. It, it definitely still the works. The buildup in the, the 76 one is also fantastic because it, it, to John's point earlier, it is a much slower build. The revelations of evil are, are dawning as opposed to like, and go, you know? So it, while a slower movie, the, the reveal and the understanding of like, oh, this is actually crazy important. Yeah. The impact on the viewer that, hey, this is literally the son of Satan. This is Damien. Outside of knowing what that is, like, he doesn't really come across of why this is so threatening. Like, if, if you're not a religious person at all, you watch this, you see this, like, kind of creepy little kid. The worst yeah. part of the movie to me was Liv Schreiber, Robert Thorne's choice to lie to his wife about a kid. Oh, the old switcheroo. Yeah. far more emotionally impacting to me than, oh, we got to kill the son of the devil. Mark, you're married, man. You're going to have to get with this. You're just going to have to lie to your wife about a kid some point. Not oh, like this. No, that's... <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm still single for a reason. Oh. To me, that was way more emotionally investing for me hating this character. Interesting, like in the OG one, in the 76 one, that's the first scene of the movie. Yes. So like in the remake to sort of start the plot, it starts with them seeing the star of Bethlehem and like a- Yeah, the Vatican has a space program evidently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because there's a monk looking through a giant like like telescope, telescope and sees yeah. the three comets. The, the observatory. Yeah. Yes. And then we cut to a PowerPoint presentation where they're like, look at all this bad shit that's happening. And they, they go through like, you know, 9-11 and the space shuttle Columbia, Britney Spears, just like click, 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 click. Like, isn't society falling apart? Get it? Yeah. Don't you know that every single like generation thinks they are the last generation oh, before the rapture occurs? It's been happening since Jesus said, I'll be back and bounced. But like in my mind, what I Jesus went out for a pack of cigarettes and never <laughs> yes. came back. I'd like I like the idea though of them thinking like the Antichrist is being born, and they're like, "Somebody give me a computer. I need to make a, a, a fucking slideshow for the for the Pope about this." <laughs> ah, I don't have a license for office. I can't yeah. do it. CEO, your slides done. We got to present at seven p.m. I need a hundred bucks so I could buy a license and save my project. <laughs> so the Pope is just like. 
Hmm. I like what I'm seeing here, guys. All right. Well, what are we going to do about this? And then it cuts to uh, Leif Shriver racing to the hospital. Robert Thorne racing to the hospital. And his wife's name is Katie, right? Kate. Katie. Okay. Kate. Kate. Well, Katie, I call her Kate. Yeah, yeah, friends. Her friends call her Katie. Close friends call her Kate. Yeah, Kay. (laughs) Her full Christian name is Catherine. Catherine. C. Okay, so Catherine... Giving me shit over there, John. (laughs) And a doctor comes out and is like, it was a very complicated pregnancy. I'm sorry, your baby didn't make it. Also... Your wife can't have kids anymore. I'm just giving you all the bad news at once. And he breaks down as if his life is over. The doctors in this hospital, because I assume this is where he comes back later, yes. are the worst. Because we already talked about the abortion. So, you know, you know that Catherine is pregnant again. And he's like, my wife was pregnant. And they go, no. Like, well, that's damn, <laughs> dude. Different hospital. Different, oh, different hospital. Okay, so yeah. all doctors just different, suck different in England. Hospitals. Side note, as after we get the revelations seven, eight, all the trumpets are blowing. Yeah, yeah. The 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 prophecies coming true from the Bible, right? Four horsemen. All the cast uh all the uh, all the cast names, all if they have an O in their name, it turns into a six. Yep. Like, I did appreciate and all the that little effect. Turn into upside down crosses. Yeah. I was like, okay. Nice job. The the intro credit <laughs> scene was very good, actually. Very I like it. 06, The music though. was a little bit too intense for it. It was like, bum, 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 bum. you're like, all right, calm down. We haven't even started yet, guys. Armageddon's happening, Garrett. It's going to be big and bombastic. Yeah. <laughs> so now this was weird, though, because the first one, I don't I don't think that the, the priests were in on, like, let's give them the Antichrist. And the, the original one, it seemed like they just kind of like, hey, we got an option. No, for he you. was. Yeah. Oh, he was? He okay. was, yeah. So, yeah, then another a priest sort of swoops in and is yeah, like, thing is, it seems like another guy. Well, so the, yeah. Because oh, in the original one, I think now. it's another person that comes in and is like, hey, I got I got a fix for your problem there, bud. Hey, I heard what happened. I, I can hook you up. Does he open his coat and go, I got a baby? It seemed like, no. a, it seemed like the same dude in the, the remake was like, hey, you know, I'm sorry to hear about your baby, but hey, I got a plan B for you. That's actually a bad choice of words in this situation. Mm. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, because I know he in in the re, in both scenes he's like I was there at the hospital, yeah. but I don't remember if he was the same guy. Yeah. I, I can't. Well, regardless, basically they're like, hey, yeah, you know what? Your baby died in uh, pregnancy. Your wife's gonna live, but she can't have babies. But tell you what, we got a backup option for you here if you're interested. We got extra babies with the Vatican. Yeah, spare mm-hmm. kid just for you. What what is it gonna take to get you into a kid today? <laughs> you got one of those pull doors on the back of a truck. <laughs> Which baby you want? The wife don't got to know. That's basically what he tells. This one fell off a truck. What do you want for it? I knew the parents, but they're dead now. So this baby is a good baby. It looks just like you. Wife, don't even tell your wife. And this guy goes... Yeah, that seems like a really good idea. It I could seems definitely, like for a moment he's almost going to struggle with it, and he's just like, no, I see no problems here. Yeah, I could there, definitely live this lie for my whole life. There is almost absolutely no scenario where I could sit there and say, I'm going to lie to my wife about the birth of our child dying, and yeah. then I replaced it with another one. <laughs> the old switcheroo. You living in stress. That's yeah. really, you got to be worried that it will always pop back up somehow. Yeah, and I think, it, what, what does he say? Look, your wife's going to be really sad if she yes. finds out. It was like, what? That's his pitch. Do you want a sad wife? Buddy, when this kid doesn't look anything like us, I'm going to get a sad wife. Yeah, I was like, okay, you. this white man's going to have an Italian baby. That's an <laughs> like, awesome. Right? It's like, why are you talking with your hands so much, David? 
<laughs> and this baby is this baby comes out with a Maury's wigs toupee yeah. out the gate because they have to cover up the the mark of the beast under its hair. Yes, because you know you're not supposed to know where it is. But like this baby has a full head of hair. Now my roommate was like, this can actually happen. Like babies can just come out like I did. fully haired, full head. Really? Yeah. Go fuck yourself, John. Uh, no, it's all right. It's going now, but <laughs> you, you, <laughs> but at the time. You Italian wolf child, you pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but like, I was like, holy shit, it looked like a little toupee on, like, right out <laughs> the gate of the movie. I was like, wow. And then they kind of do this, like, little um, montage scene where you see Damien growing up, uh, up to the age of five. Um, is that kind of like a uh, home footage, home video, yes. or something? Yeah, America's Kate's Demiest home videos, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then it's uh, they're at a park, and this is where we get the first clues that Damien's a little just, bastard. Just Kate and Damien. Yeah, just Kate and Damien. Thank you. So Dame, Kate gets like a phone call, turns around. Well, they're, they're feeding the geese at first, and I was like, if this little fucker kills this goose, I was oh, like, yeah. I'd be so pissed. But no, he does something much worse to a parent, but uh, also evil, because he's the worse? Antichrist. Okay. Then killing a goose? Uh, I mean, making your mom think that I you think, drowned I to think, death? I think as a child slaughtering an animal in front of your parents is probably much more concerning concerning than basically having them disappear for like 2.5 seconds. All right, you got me there. Okay. I'll see the point. Let's keep this in perspective, John. So she turns around to take a phone call on her 2006 cell phone. So she's using she's two hands. snake. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and Damien runs away. She turns around. She's like, Damien, Damien, where are you? And this is the first time they've said his name, too. Oh, true. So it's this big, like, reveal. It's like, it's like you pause. She's about to say something. You pause. You're like, I know what she's going to say. And it's like, Damien. It's like, yeah. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Woo. And she's she can't find him he doesn't respond she's looking all around then it cuts to the lake and there's like a weird bubbly yeah like a little pond yeah uh so she's like oh my god my son is drowned in three seconds and, and then it's and the thing is in the pond where the the bubbles are coming from it is way out in the middle yes. of the pond there's no way this kid could have gotten halfway out to that area without making some kind of noise but the fact that she jumps to that immediately like he's 40 meters out drowning i knew we shouldn't have given him those olympic swim lessons <laughs> and so she's you know she starts running and then damien jumps out from behind a tree boo and he's like oh did i scare you and he's like yeah bitch you did fucking I do scare that? me no. <laughs> yes that would awesome <laughs> and then they hug and it's like oh okay well she scolds him and she's like don't you ever yeah. do that again and the thing is like she's really scolding him now I, I can't say how stressed or angry i'd be as a parent if i thought my kid had died and then they realized that they hadn't yeah. been i think i'd be more relieved no, but, i think um, you go through relief and then anger oh yeah okay that's fair that's fair again i don't have children so i'm not gonna like judge parents for their reactions in the situation but um he just kind of doesn't care nah he's like i'm gonna do it again he's just kind of <laughs> like you can tell he's gonna get a kick out of it and it's like damn this little shit and he's already like and this is the first time we really see damien as the character we're gonna see him as the whole movie and he is grimacing and like mean mugging everything. Like when he's getting a hug by the mom, he's just like staring at the screen like you fuckers are going to get it. And it's like, damn, dude. And that's the thing is the original Damien seems like a small child for quite a while. Yeah. You know, you, you think he's like, oh, I'm sorry, mom. I didn't mean to scare you. And you're like, oh, poor Damien. He, he didn't know any better. And it's like in this one, you're like, oh, this little shit. Yeah, he's <laughs> like such a right dick out right the out the gate. gate. Yeah, uh, I did skip a scene. It's a new scene for the movie. That's why I wasn't in okay. either of our All brains. Right. All right. After the birth, Robert Thorne finds out he's become the deputy ambassador to England. Yes. Yes, yeah. he has. And he's going like, to move to the UK. Right. 
and pack your bags, honey. We're going to Londinius. And then Final Destination happens in our Omen movie. Oh man, I was like Rube Goldberg I machine. Where are you at? Rube Goldberg that is Italy. <laughs> so some guy is dragging a manhole cover for, right. on a chain. They're doing construction in the middle of an Italian street, and the 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 current prime minister is stuck in traffic. No, ambassador. Ambassador. I'm sorry. <laughs> ambassador is stuck in traffic, and everyone's doing construction around it. And yes, you watch this scene, and immediately I was like, oh. We're getting a final destination here. Who moves manhole covers like look, that? Look, that was that homeless man's pet. All right. That was his pet okay. manhole cover. Fair enough. He didn't want to get in the way. He knocks out a, a block that was holding a truck full of gas, which then starts rolling down, down the, the street, street. Yep. smashes into the ambassador's limo, pours gas all over the it. The back end of it busts open from hitting the side of a limo, pouring gasoline inside the limo. Of course. Now a homeless man walking down the street also is smoking a cigarette. And flicks the butt into the street. The gas goes over the butt. Instead of putting it out, lights up. Boom. Boosh. Am- ambassador's dead. Now Robert Thorne's the ambassador. <laughs> the, 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 the fire goes into the car, the limo, burns up. And I was like, oh, what a way to go. And then it explodes just to add a cherry on top. And I'm like, good God, 2006. It was like the gas truck's tank was made of eggshells. Because it just like rushed back, right open. Pay, yeah. And it was like a fountain <laughs> pouring <laughs> straight into the window of the limo. I'm like, it, wow. It's also like, weren't there any brakes on that truck? Because was it just that wooden block holding the truck back? Must have been. Also, this movie does one of the cardinal sins of anybody in a movie where I can forgive a lot of stuff, but when something smashes into the left side of your car, try to get out on the right. Yeah. Don't try to open the car door that's smashed against a pouring gasoline truck. Multiple like, times. Go to the other side. Away from the danger, if yes. you will. Yeah. Or just out the top. I mean, there's so many options. Well, it takes time to get a sunroof open, but I mean, I'm just saying like if, if, if something smashes, if someone punched me in my left shoulder... I wouldn't basically run to my left. I would go to my right. And Fair it's just point. like yeah. common sense. That's one of the few things that I'm just like, you sons of bitches. And anyway, so he dies. Yes. So guess what? It's promotion time. Congratulations, Robert. You're now the boss. And, and it's like really like, like she's like, you earned this. And he's like, did I? And I was like, yeah, did he? He's very uh, sanguine about it. He's like, I don't know that I did. But she's like, well, the president's sister wanted this. And I was like, all right, so the president doesn't like his sister. So you find <laughs> out that... Uh, Robert Thorne is the president's godson, the U.S. president's godson. So nepotism, maybe. But um, at this point, you realize he's got a connection to the U.S. president. And let me also just say, they're moving into what looks like the Buckingham fucking palace. Yeah. huge. There's no way an ambassador has that kind of cash. Well, the thing is, the ambassador doesn't... President's godson. Mm. All right, guys. The ambassador gets a house. He doesn't have to go find a house in the country that he's assigned to. He just gets one that the government gave him. Uh, it might be a fancy house, but he's not house shopping. But anyway. What do you think it's like to raise a kid in a house that big? You would never find that little No. Fucker. No, that's where you, you get lost. a nanny. Okay. Yeah. Which they did. Speaking of which. Next scene, we're at Billy Madison's birthday party. <laughs> Dude, what a <laughs> okay. party. It looked like Billy Madison's birthday party. I thought the same it's thing. It's a goddamn carousel. You know, they got food trucks. Bounce houses, Clown. fireworks. My roommate at this point goes, I don't think ambassadors get paid this much. No. I was, I was like, like, oh, this nope. is how the other half lives. <laughs> yeah. The other half's other half. This is like the top 1%. Oh, yeah, man. No it shit. was fucking crazy. It was this huge blowout. And so the kids are running around, having a little bit of a blast. Damien, he's being cared for by his current nanny. Mm -hmm. And at some point, like the mother, Kate, takes Damien away and then she just stares off at a wolf. So she, right? So that's the, the hounds of hell. That's yeah. a hound of hell, and that's a common thing. Okay. The, the son of Satan and all that good stuff. So that's... That's Cerberus. That's 
Well, it's not Cerberus. <laughs> He's just like a it's story accurate. He yeah. hits people with the sort of voodoo hoodoo look. The whammy. Yeah. yeah. He, puts, he puts the Satan whammy on you. Who whammy? That is exactly what he does. <laughs> okay, well done, Mark. So, um, uh, real time update Ambassadors, the top salary for an ambassador is $222,000 a year. You could not afford that house. Yeah. It's Hell not, pe- no. it's not peanuts, that, but that it's not. Full, that was full president's godson yeah. shit right there. That's some like, you become a duke, you get the duke's castle. Yes. Wait a minute. If he's the president's godson, does that make him president godfather? Ooh. The president's the godfather, I'm seeing, yeah. I'm seeing Marlon Brando, <laughs> you know, like, my American people. That would have been awesome. He, my vote is for president godfather. Yes. Yeah. So the party's raging, you know, as a five-year-old party does. Yes. She gets so the nanny gets the whammy put on her. Now, the thing is, is like Damien's staring at the nanny. And you, you get a little bit more of this in the original as opposed to the uh the the new one. I think the the nanny's like, come on, it's time to stop playing or something like that. And then Damien's kind of pissed. He's like, Well, fuck that noise. And so he kind of like is giving her the old stare down, like, you little bastard. Like some of these kills just seem like just because. The original one seems a little more organic. They're killing the nanny so that Miss Baylock can come. Baylock. Baylock, because she is in on the whole thing. That's why they're making the old switcheroo Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. with the nannies. In tandem, if you Yeah, but they can't just fire the nanny because this is the devil. So... Go out of go here. home. Yes. <laughs> you get a pink slip with a couple sixes on it. You're like, oh, I know what this means. I'm out. So this is the scene that everyone, most everyone remembers and knows from the, the omen. Um, the party's going. And then we cut to a, a, a wide shot down where the, uh, the people are. And you look up and the nanny is on top of this giant palatial house. She's like, Damien, Damien, look at me. It's all for you, Damien. And she's got a noose around her neck. And we pause. Everyone looks. Okay. When she goes, Damien, Damien, look at me. Did you guys see the puppets stop and look up at her? Yeah. No. I, I laughed my ass <laughs> off. The puppets. That was pretty good. Turned their heads to look up because the little puppet show at this party. Awesome. Fucking cracked me up. I rewound it. I was like, no way did those puppets <laughs> just look up. Not the puppeteer looking up and no, saying, no. what's going on? It's like one of those where they would have the club and beat the other one. Like, yeah, what yeah. Are the, what are those hands? Punch and Judy. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. But they look up at her on the roof and she's like, Damien, it's all for you. Your party's got to suck if someone's like, this is what I got to do to liven this shit up. Right. So she jumps off, hangs herself. Then the crowd starts reacting as if there's an active shooter. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? Did a rabbit have Alina just come in and start fucking everybody <laughs> right. up? They're, they're, they're screaming hysterically and running. Don't get me wrong. I understand the screams. I love, I love it that they, they show this woman and she's on screen for probably about five to six seconds. Mm. <laughs> it's like so <laughs> delayed. I'm like, well, that, right. That's kind of similar to the first one. There's a pause of like disbelief and then like the response. Bro, the real question is, where'd you find like 12 feet of rope? Where, where, where did she get shoes that weighed 40 pounds? Because yeah. her little like fucking kid falls off and hits the table below it and smashes like 14 wine bottles. Yeah. Oh, the, Lots of the questions. punch bowl. Yes. yes. Shatters the punch bowl. Yeah. It's, it was, but that's the scene that everyone knows. And this is where my remake comes in. All right. Okay. That nanny, she, she didn't want to kill herself. Damien did that to her. Mrs. Baylock basically, they put the whammy on her, mm-hmm. the devil dogs. Whammy! So she gets resurrected through the power of the crow. And he gets to come oh. back and get her revenge on the son of Satan, the Croman. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nanny I've pitched v- this idea previously in the past on the episodes. I remember you saying something about the Croman. Yeah. I've changed it up. Now it's going to be the nanny instead of the son of Satan. So the Croman is the nanny getting to come back and get revenge for basically being I dig it. Satan whammied. Hollywood, stop being cowards. Get at us. <laughs> get the fuck at us. Anyway, so... The nanny's dead. And this is the one of the most famous scenes from The Omen. Um, I really love this scene because as a kid, well, like in my teens, this fucked me up. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, 
holy shit, that's crazy. This is a five-year-old's birthday party. Yeah. And Keith, the photographer, is here. I never actually yes. know if they ever said his name. I just kept calling him the photographer. He does introduce himself a couple times to Robert. Yeah, and he's but. snapping photos of everything going on. And that's just important to notate because that'll come up later. Yes, yes. We cut to work because um, Robert's getting out of the car. Oh, and yeah, he like, knocks him down. Mr. Thorne, Mr. Thorne, do you got anything to comment? He's like, I'm here to meet the Saudi ambassador. I don't have time for these questions. And then he knocks Keith, the photographer, down. And then he's like, I'm so sorry. Send me the bill. And he's like, tell you what, you just owe me one. Why would the American ambassador be being the Saudi ambassador in London? Dude, th- we're not, we don't have any <laughs> kind of politics that this would take. Fair enough. To, fair okay? enough. Okay. So this is where we get Keith to introduce to... Um, you know, the ambassador. Now, is this also where the uh, father, um, right. O'Houlihan is waiting for him in the, uh, father Brennan shows up. Father Brennan, and he that's asked, what it is. He asked to uh, have a meeting with the ambassador and he's like, you want me to go handle this? And the ambassador's like, nah, I'll go talk to him. Yeah. Robert, see what's I up. I got this. I'll talk to a priest. This is like a great example of why don't come at someone at 120%. Dude, this father <laughs> is just out the gate, like shooting scripture and nonsense. Like that's not how you get, you got to lure them in, yeah. you know, make they them got, feel comfortable first n- before you hit them with the crazy. <laughs> not a, he's not a car salesman. He's just like, I'm here to tell you to kill your son. Your wife's in danger. He's the, the antichrist. Uh, your ever- boy was birthed from a jackal. Yeah, like, ever- Whoa. He starts by, he's like, he's like, he's like, he says the little like, you know, like scripture thing, but it rhymes and he's like, it's just like, they seems like a little poetry yeah. to him and then it, there's a pause and i expected robert thorne to be like nice cute it rhymes you know <laughs> right <laughs> but yes he gives me the old like one two like your son has to be killed yeah and you don't just need to stab him once seven times in a pattern so write this down <laughs> well also the way he reveals it was cool because he's like he's like i'm here to talk about your son yeah they're good no and he's like no no I know I was at the hospital and then yeah. Robert comes back like he's going to be like, you shut your damn whore mouth right now, you know? Oh, yeah. He's like, you know my secret. Like, I was mm. raised in the street. You think I'm afraid to take a case? You know, like, yeah. he was like, you think he's going to go hard and he's like, my wife and kid are fine. And that's his like go-to line. And I'm like, dude, you need to be a little more concerned that someone's here about to blow the cover on your fake baby. Well, I right. think the reason he might not be concerned is look at this guy. He's Who's going to believe this dude uh, who is clearly off his rocker? The Vatican is very powerful. Yeah. You don't uh, fuck with the Vatican. If that's true, yeah. why is this their representative? Oh, it's not, though. I thought, no, Brennan was just basically, he's like, he's part of like, he's the, off the, he's in on it. He's, he's living in a cement bunker with pages of the Bible. That's, God, what a all great apartment it. room. Yeah. yeah. He was like, my roommate was like, I want that to be my background image for my Zoom calls. And I was like, oh, <laughs> do it. That'd be awesome. Like, do it right As long now. as you still have train car sounds going above <laughs> you as you're like, you're hiding out down there. But he's like, yeah, his mother was a jackal. And he's like, okay, bye. Gotta go, crazy man. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, are you calling my wife a jackal? <laughs> <laughs> the punchline to a joke. And his mom was a jackal. <laughs> so Father Brennan sees himself out. Well, Keith, the photographer, happens to be here as well. Snaps some more photos of He's on the father. ambassador beat. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Is he like the TMZ for ambassadors? And he just <laughs> he follows like, them around everywhere? Like tiger beat, but for uh, political officials. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like the... Like, okay, I guess. I'll let it go. It's just weird. He was everywhere he needed to be at all times. You don't look, you don't know how popular ambassadors are, okay? I couldn't name one. <laughs> <laughs> that's because they're that's because they're uh out of the country. In England, guys like the Beatles, okay? Yeah. It's nonstop. <laughs> now this is the scene where I first started really having a problem with the the remake, is because now we cut to home. Robert comes home and uh Kate's sitting there on the couch, like rubbing her head like this migraine. If only I had some Nuprin. Um, and he's like, how was your day? And she's like, I interviewed all the nannies. None of them are good. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, look, we both had bad days. Let's just let it go. 
And she's like, I'm just so sick of this kid. Like she's like, at this point, she's like full on. Like, I don't want to be a mother. Well, she it's, she does get there, but first he's like, well, maybe we don't need a nanny. And she's like, Oh yes. He's what? like, you can spend more time with your child and bond with them. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking she's about? Like that is the most offensive thing any human has ever said to me. Do you know what I'm doing here That's all also, day? Also a very male thing to say. He's yeah. like, why don't you mother the kid? Huh? See, she's like, just gave him the death stare. Best acting in the movie. She's like, you fucked up big time, bro. But this is where you get the feeling that she does not want to be around Damien. She hasn't gone like, I'm scared of him yet. But like, you can tell she does not want to have a connection with this kid. But the way she presents it is it's resentment and frustration yeah. as opposed to like, why don't I love my child as much as I should? Which is what the first one kind of had more of. And this one's more like, get him out. I want him out of my house. <laughs> I don't want to see that kid. Uh, I will say, I, I was like, man, as, as a husband... I've been there, dude. I know what you're going through right now, saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. <laughs> oh, it's really easy to do. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, landmine. I wish she would have said something like, I don't want to be around this son of Satan, the spawn of the devil, you know, like it's a joke. Really and hammer like, at home, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what if? This kid's the real Antichrist, isn't he? <laughs> so bada bing, bada boom. She's like, like, fine, we don't need a nanny. And then out of nowhere... Mrs. Poppins is at the door. And this uh, scene. Mrs. Baylock shows up. Saying, this, also, this basically happens. Like she this, flew in with an umbrella almost, but like an evil one. Yeah, <laughs> she's like meth head Mary Poppins. It's like a it's bone so umbrella. So, yes. Mia, Mia Farrow plays Mrs. Baylock, who's gonna who's um, auditioning. No, um, interviewing. interviewing. <laughs> auditioning for the uh, the nanny position. And she is gung-ho. She's all about it. Yeah, and, and they do this in the original and in this one, where the parents are just like, I don't, we don't remember you. And she's like, oh, the agency you know sometimes yeah. they mess here's my paper my paperwork must have gotten lost in the shuffle yeah and they're like all right it sounds legit let me show you damien yeah this like, is our child go ahead rando stranger we haven't fully vetted uh you know i feel like there'd be another layer of protection like maybe an agency that would be doing the interviewing process before they just like all right you're hired yeah you know what for tom dick and harry out in the wild okay maybe this is what happens but you are a u.s ambassador to the fucking uk yeah you're gonna have a little bit of protection a little bit of like like resources at your event. I'm thinking they're doing background checks before they let people work for you. <laughs> it's also weird that neither parent was like, this is a little weird. Yeah. Isn't it? Maybe we should call the agency real quick before we green light this to person. To be fair, Robert doesn't want to deal with his wife. His wife doesn't want to deal with the kid. It just works out for everybody. So they invite the Satan's uh, co-worker into their home. <laughs> his hanger on, if his you hanger will. His hanger on, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she's part of some kind of like, you know, she's in on the whole. Now, I thought originally the first time I ever saw this movie, I was like, ooh, that's his mother. Oh. Like, come to take care of him. But it's not. It's no. Not. It's just, just a, Satan a satanic groupie. lady. Yeah. Satan groupie, if you will. <laughs> I like it. Then we cut to Keith looking at his photos. Okay. And I have a note. This is a 2006 movie through and through because the man is in a fully glassed dark room. <laughs> I miss dark rooms in movies. It is <laughs> nothing but glass all the way around. I was like, the point of a dark room is it's supposed to be cut off from ambient light. And this thing is not. It's totally, it's like a fucking like greenhouse. But his dark but room is photos. in a dark room. That's it's true. Yeah. It's more like a, one of them sanitized chambers or yeah. something. You know He's even I mean? got to put on a suit to get in there. <laughs> but it's like his no, apartment's you're right. just the lights are off on the apartment. But it's still like you can see everything in the apartment. So it's enough ambient light in there where you're, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's going to fuck up your but photos. He also had so much red light that his room was glowing. Yeah. It's like. Now you've brought up another thing that I'd forgotten that I wanted to talk like about, 500 John. 500 watt bulb in there? 
This movie is the fucking bluest movie <laughs> I have seen in a long time. Someone call Eiffel 65. There- <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I'm sure he was one of the cinematographers on this yeah. thing. I understand that movies will put blue filters on things, but this was so fucking blue. It looks like the guys forgot to white balance before they shot this thing. Oh, the blue and also the handy steady cam that they were doing in certain scenes, like at the opening when they were at the hospital, the steady cam when they do was like oh. holding the camera was so shaky. I was like, stop moving. My right. favorite part is after the beheading where suddenly the can is like, an earth- <laughs> I wrote, is there an earthquake? No, that's what it was. It's an earthquake. <laughs> oh, that was supposed to be yeah, an earthquake. It's, a, it's supposed to represent like an earthquake because it's basically the apocalypse is coming it's finally coming like, to fruition this is like a 2003 music video no i literally thought it was the director shaking the film <laughs> yes. at me he's like get it <laughs> i think it's supposed to be like like a, a feel like of an earthquake type oh well, it, was, it was it was bad it was yeah. so bad well look i know i understand that the uk has a lot of like overcastness but this was clearly a color correction gone too far well let's let's talk more about the color correction and the lighting when we get to the under the bridge scene this movie has some of the biggest cinema sins okay so the, the scene with the dark room uh the guy develops the photos keith um and he sees like these white lights and stuff like that in the photos and you're not really sure what's going on but he's really interested in them right so he he sees father brennan and he sees some sort of like piercing ethereal shape coming towards his head and as he continues to develop more photos, it's getting closer and closer to him. Mm-hmm. He also develops the photos of the nanny that hung herself, and he sees like an ethereal noose around yeah. her neck. Yeah. yeah. Which, was this in the originals? Yeah, it's yes. all okay. in there. But it, it It's does, not as 2006 up, but yes, it's yes. in there. Okay. This leads to my favorite part later where Keith shows the ambassador the photo. He's like, do you see anything? And, they're all, and he's like, no, I don't. He's like, it's right here. And it points to this very obvious news. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sharpie raining yeah. down the thing. It's like, oh yeah, that thing. Yeah. Were you even looking at the photo, dude? Because no. yeah, obviously not. <laughs> Is this where he, Robert comes home and sees the dog for the first time, or is this where they go to the, the church? Well, Dam- church is next. Damien's going to go to church, I guess, for the first time? Because the f- the thing that occurs in the car feels like that would have happened sooner. Well, I think it's like some kind of before. confirmation or some kind of like, you know, like, they well, say it's like some kind of like event. Well, maybe. So it is possible. They don't. Oh, now I'm going to hit you with some headcanon. Okay. This isn't in any of the movies, but it is possible five or something is the age where his powers start to awaken. So maybe this is the first time he has gone to church. So on his fifth birthday, that's when he was able to finally kill that nanny. Yeah, he's like, God, I can't wait. Why wasn't it the sixth birthday on the sixth month of the sixth, sixth rotation of the earth? Much clearer. But instead, they do it now. Hmm. now this is also when the nanny shows up and shit starts to happen, right? So there must oh, be true. something. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe there is some kind of trigger this. Like, okay. finally, the time is I'll nigh. Take it. Yeah. So Ms. Baylock is like, oh, okay, your son is so sick. You should really just <laughs> Let him stay home and play and, hooky with me. Yeah, sounds did, like we, did we say that Mrs. Baylock is played by Mia Farrow? You did. Yeah, you Okay, okay. I, yeah. I love the fact that she was in this. She's so cool and all the stuff she does. She did a great yeah. job in this role, but she did here. It definitely sounded like me trying to get out of church. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel good. Yeah, I'm very clammy. Yeah. You want to know what my trick was? I just pretend to be asleep. Uh, and every time would... my dad would be like, come on, we got to get up for church. I would just not move. That worked. <laughs> Probably yeah, about got, 35% of, of the time. We had to yeah. go someplace. It was a higher probability of me not going than if I was awake and communicative. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Right. Fair. <laughs> so, and can't go dad dead. Yeah. <laughs> or less. But no, did you guys notice? And this, again, this is the, the artist nerd in me. Like when, uh, Mia Farrow's uh, when uh, Blaylock's looking down at Julia Stiles in the, uh, the big area with the cool pattern floor, the camera focuses on the pattern of the floor 
and Julia Stiles' character is blurry. Like the the camera didn't focus right, oh. and so it's like I'm like they didn't focus on the right thing in the scene. Yeah, autofocus took over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, there's a focus puller. It's supposed to be a guy doing that, but or you, a girl. You first see that this is the point where Kate and Baylock are like kind of button heads. She's like, "You get my kid downstairs in five minutes. Like, you don't get to backtalk me. Like, yeah. who the fuck do you think you are? You know what? If it were me, yeah, out of here. Yeah, fired on the yeah, spot. Yeah, why can't you fire this chick? Yeah, it's weird. No one wants her there. And then later on, they're like, "How's the new nanny working out?" She's like, "Great." And I'm yeah. like, "Not really, <laughs> yeah. not really at all." You hate her, but I've never felt so challenged. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so they, they're on their way to church, and th- this scene plays out exactly like it did for Mark when he was young. Yeah, even with the heavy breathing, I assume right the whole the anger breathing. Yes, there was a whole motorcade. I would get in a limo. They'd the take Angela breathing from Sleepaway Camp. They yeah. decided to do. <sighs> But no, he attacks um, Kate. Uh, Damien like starts losing his shit when he starts seeing all the church and the Christian imagery and stuff like that. And he starts attacking Kate with the strength of like 10 gorillas. Like he's yeah. going off. And they're just like, and they hand wave it later. The dad, Robert, hand waves it later. He's like, oh, he was just scared. I'm like, Robert, your kid's got problems, yeah. dude. That's not being scared. He, he doesn't attack- seem to be pulling him off of her either. He's just like, Damien, Damien, that's your mom. Don't do it, bro. Wait it. Stop it. <laughs> and then they go back home. Yeah, they're like, yeah. And that all happens in the original too. But in the yes. original, they are more worried. And they both are the like. The dad is like, not like, like, hey, just get us out of here. And the original one, he's like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? And that's when they talk about like, he's never been sick no mumps no measles which we also get this scene from from kate but again again she's like do you ever notice you've never gotten sick oh that's weird and i'm just like you should be a little more concerned about this just kind of how they do it in the original though they're they're not ready to make the jump yet but the 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 dominoes are getting placed and this is the scene where robert comes home and then basically like goes upstairs to check on uh damien sleeping after everything went down and there's a fucking dog in the house and it is a rottweiler and it starts growling and he turns he's like Good boy. And I was like, wait a minute. You don't know this dog. Well, yeah, but you're just trying to stay calm so you can put some space between you and the dog. Oh, no, you got to flex on a dog, man. Now, if you run, dogs chase. That's, that's rule fine. number you one. Don't, you don't run. You 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 fucking post up. Bro. Oh, you get big. I see. Like you're a bear. Like, you're just like, girl, what's up now, dog? So, again, this is a home, the Buckingham Palace, that belongs to a U.S. ambassador. It belongs to the dogs now, Mark. <laughs> yeah. well, the Baja let, men have moved in. Let loose the hounds. And Mrs. Baylock comes out and she's like, oh, you found, yeah, this is our new dog. We found him outside. Like, what? No, don't be bringing strange stray dogs into my house, lady. Yeah, he's like, he's like, at what point did I ever give you permission to bring a dog? And I was like, what a weird way to phrase it. Like, bitch, don't bring dogs into yeah. my house. Wow, it should have went. It's like, okay, ma'am, you're fired. Get the fuck out of here. Take the dog with you. Yeah, you is, clearly don't know how this works. The dog severance package. <laughs> yeah. yeah, does this rabies looking dog, uh, does it have its shots? You don't know. To, she claimed to have had years and decades of child rearing experience. And you brought a random dog outside <laughs> next to a kid sleeping. What? Yeah. A growly I mean, dog. We know why it is. Yes. But in the yes. in the uh, outer rim or, you know, on the periphery, yes. it's like, what the fuck are you doing, you crazy woman? So mm-hmm. she's trying to make like, well, he'll be a great guard dog for when you're on those long trips. I was like, that sounds threatening. I love his response. <laughs> He's like, if I need a dog, I'll pick a dog that I want out. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I kind of appreciate this, uh, this straightforwardness. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, but Damien's really grown attached to him. And then he's like, well, that changes everything. We're keeping the dog. No, and I'm like, like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, fuck that kid. Call the RSP and get yeah. this dog out of here. I was like, tell him. And the RSPC is the Royal 
whatever. Yeah, it's right? like the, the ASPCA yeah. is us. And so then Damien goes on a field trip to the zoo, the most dangerous zoo I've ever. Like it must be very uh, poorly funded. Definitely, because they dangerous only have zoo. like the, the weakest of glass. Yes, that gorilla cracks that glass with like his finger. No, I, I think that I think that is reinforced glass. But that gorilla is just like, yo, it's devil time. Like I think he is he's he's got to like destroy this evil. Probably why in real zoos they keep gorillas outside you behind a what? moat. It's like when ladies lift up cars to save their babies and shit like that. I think the gorilla had like, I think the gorilla had the strength of 10 gorillas. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think that gorilla was Jesus. Oh, now shit. Now that you told me they fight in the other ones. Yeah. In great ape. The greatest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so during the field trip, we see that all the other kids are avoiding Damien like the plague. And he's like, they're scared of me. And I thought he was talking about the kids, but he's talking about the monkeys. Yeah. But also this Damien does a thing where he, he whispers everything to mommy. And it's like, Dude, just act like a normal kid for like one second. I kind of wish he would have. It's hard to imagine because like in Omen 2 and 3, I know this is a different universe kind of, but he's meant to be like a charming person and end up being like a CEO and Mm -hmm. the president and then take over the whole world as the Antichrist. This little creeper kid, nobody is going to let any of that happen. Right. So, yeah, you're correct. The Antichrist has been said that he will be some charismatic character who comes out and gets people to flock to them. Yeah. You know, yeah, I was going to ask you in the original Omen, does the audience at any point feel any connection to Damien or do they have any sense of like, oh man, I kind of like this little kid. It sucks. He's the Antichrist. No, he's too young to like, like feel that way, but you, you're not you don't charmed by the kid, but you also don't, dislike the kid. You're not repulsed by the kid. Like yeah. this kid's like, you are, you're obviously something is messed up with you. Like right. you, you wonder, you're like, you're like, Oh man, what's wrong? Little dude. You know, yeah. like, that's how you feel. And then you're like, Oh, Oh God, dude, you're a fucked up little dude. Like, but that's later. Right. When things really start picking up, like yeah. last 45 In this minutes. one, you're just like straight out, like get the fuck away from me. You little shit. I wonder why the change, why they decided to make this Damien so much more obviously evil. I have a theory on that. At this point, Damien had become such the, the cultural relevance, you know, the cultural relevant like thing of, you know, people know like, oh, Damien, the son of the devil. Ooh, that creepy kid from the thing. I think they leaned into that. I don't think that I, I don't, I don't want to say they didn't think about it, but I don't think they understood the, the, the slow nuance of the reveal of the first one as much as like, we've got our creepy little kid. He's the son of the devil. Ooh. As opposed to like, you know, this is just a kid and oh my God, you know, the, the surprise of it. I, I think it's just because, you know, we all grew up and knew Damien as the son of the devil and evil and scary. And, you know, I think they just kind of leaned too hard into that. All right. So influence from the cultural, yeah, um, zeitgeist. Known, yeah, knowing about Damien for Plus, so long. Okay. Subtlety is dead, so I don't know that he yeah. can even do Sly. Oh yeah, the subtlety is definitely dead because the fucking dream sequence in this movie alone is yeah. just like what the shit. But yeah, let's talk about this this Animal House and not the movie Animal House, but the house that houses animals in this movie. Animal House, Damien. So the monkeys freak the hell out, right? And they yeah. run away, and then one of the big gorillas. He's, he like locks eyes with Damien. Yeah. And yeah. he gets the hit with the whammy and does not like it. So he charges the glass and starts breaking it and pounding on it. And we don't really see how they get out of there though. Cause it just cuts. Well, every <laughs> yeah. kid grabs their, every mother who's there talking. Cause they're like, uh, also right before that, like uh, Kate is like, Hey, uh, thanks for coming to the party. Sorry. Things got weird. And they're just kind of looking at her like, 
you know someone killed themselves, yeah. right? Things got weird. Talk about an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they all grab their kids. And then, then we get this weird camera shot where the mothers are holding their kids and the camera pans around them in a circle. So we can kind of scan the whole area. But it looks like an action shot from like Bad Boys 2. Yes. It's like, what are y'all going to do? Um, so that's a question I had for you. Did he, he did Damien make the gorilla break out or was it in reaction to seeing Son of the Devil? It, that's it. Yeah, that's animals exactly don't like him. And um, I think the the giant gorilla just basically is like, I'm going to protect it. I got to kill this evil. Like, I think he's like, I'm going to go for it, dog. And Hold I wish, my beer. I got this. I wish we could have had some resolution to the scene because yeah. they set it up like, oh, some shit's going to go down. And then it just cuts to them at home. And Kate's like, how was your day? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you didn't tell him about the zoo incident. She didn't bring bedtime? it up at all. The OG one, like they cut back to home and then she's like, this crazy shit happened at the zoo today. Yeah, And also they're in a car. So you can imagine, yes. oh, they just zoomed out. Yeah. But here they just cut. It's like a hard cut. Yeah, <laughs> like they were trapped by raptors, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and she says something effective like, oh, we went on a trip. I need to talk to someone. I need to have therapy. And that's basically how it, how the conversation goes. It's like, okay, you left out the gorilla smashing the glass. Yeah. You don't leave that out. Yeah, yeah, their marriage is on the rocks, bro. Their communication style, they do not jive. He's he's switching out kids. She's keeping monkey attacks. <laughs> <laughs> These are important things you should be telling each other. This relationship is built on secrets. It is. This is also the scene where we get the first dream sequence where um, Julia Child, J- Julia Stiles, Julia Childs. Why do I keep saying that? Because it'd be a better movie <laughs> if she wasn't. <laughs> Julia Stiles like has like a weird, creepy dream sequence where like you know she gets these images of Damien being evil and she's cut her wrist in a bathtub and she's looking at her kid with a weird mask on and I mean there's so many things here they're like then he had vampire teeth yeah, yeah. it's weird yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. it's all good it's all good the, the dream sequences are not there for anything other than rando jump scares and they really don't need to be there one of my favorite parts of the dream sequences though is when she's like brushing her teeth in a foyer <laughs> oh and I'm like what kind of bathroom is this also <laughs> did you see how she was brushing her teeth she was like fucking tonguing her toothbrush like rubbing it around like it was a cock it was just like dude what are you doing this that's not how you brush your teeth no <laughs> I, at first i, I didn't suck my toothbrush off oh. like fucking cleaning my mouth i didn't I realize it, it was a dream until a few moments later i'm like what the hell kind of bathroom well that's is the this? thing is it's supposed to like you're not supposed to know that, right but yes it was so weird i was like i was like why are we on a fucking close-up shot of her brushing her teeth super weird? The answer is jump scares. Because I don't think there's any jump scares in the original Omen. So they had to find somewhere to shoehorn them in. freak out. Like those are quote-unquote the jump scares, which are not really jump scares. Yeah, They're not like more this. more like intense scary So this scenes. is how they modernized it. Yeah, they added some jump scares. Like okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, Kate and Robert go out to a performance of Salome. Or whatever the hell it was. I just kept saying that and wanted it to be David. What's his name from Tim <laughs> David <Eric>. Liebehart. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're walking out of the performance. And then they get uh, uh, approached by Priest Brennan. And he tells Robert. Father hey, Brennan. I'm sorry. Put some get, goddamn respect on that. Get it straight, Father, all right? He's Father like, Brennan. <laughs> he's like, meet me under this bridge at one o'clock. Your wife's in great danger. She'll die if you don't show up. And it's like, okay. The bastard is like, I better tell nobody about this yep. and go. He's like, I am going to 100% believe this because I think this man's crazy. Like, okay. The yeah. thing is, is as an ambassador, as a, a diplomatic official, your entire schedule is laid out. Like, they, they document where you go. Yeah. Like, this is a thing. But yeah, he's going to go under the bridge and talk to <laughs> Father Brennan in the, the world's most isolated, poorly lit rainstorm. 
<laughs> this scene looks so great from a distance. And then when you got under the bridge, the way the lightning was flashing and stuff, like you could tell it was just a light just off camera. There's a man holding a metal sheet going. <laughs> <laughs> but this was actually a really cool scene. Before we get there, overnight, um, after oh, Kate, the sandwich scene. Yeah, I was going to oh, ask about yeah. the sandwich scene. Uh, so Kate has that dream we were mentioning. Mm-hmm. She goes downstairs. She looks around the house. No one's there. The camera turns, but then it turns back and boom, boom. Damien's there with peanut butter. And I was like, oh, I bet he's a crunchy kid. Fucking son of the devil eating crunchy peanut You don't butter. like crunchy? crunchy peanut the best. Yeah. Team Crunch. Oh. <laughs> it's like Team Crunch like, all the way. Call me the Antichrist because I love a crunchy peanut butter. I like it smooth. <laughs> Okay, smooth. That, so he's making a sandwich and he's holding a knife. Yeah. Which all I could think about was that YouTube video. I was like, what do you have? A knife. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. So she's like, what are you doing, Damien? What are you doing? He's like looking at her all weird, like slowly putting the lid on the. her. Yes. <laughs> puts he the lid back on the peanut butter. He's shakes so hard. <laughs> he just wanders back to his room without saying a word uh, with the sandwich. I'm like, okay. And as a mother, she just goes. Oh, well. Yeah, that was weird. In a different movie, it would have been hilarious if he just, if like as he's walking by her, she just palms his face and fucking <laughs> knocks him over, grabs his sandwich and I bites gonna, out of it and then puts it back down. She should have taken the sandwich. Yes. Just, for a second there, I was like, did he make sa- sandwich no, for mommy? No, just he slaps he it out of his hand. Like, Get yourself one, nerd. I've <laughs> <laughs> oh, been awesome. But hey, no, it was just, this scene in the original? <laughs> no, I think she sees the kid at one point, but I don't think it's the sandwich scene is there. Nothing like this out yet. Yeah. Okay, this is all made in 2006. Some guy was at his computer, like, "What is creepy?" Ah, little kid making a sandwich. <laughs> the other night, I walked into my kitchen. Johnny's in there getting a sandwich. And I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing up, you little shit?" And you know what? Bam, here we go. So the next, I don't day, know why our writers are all suddenly like from South, like the South Bronx. And yeah, stuff. who they knows? Always are. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> every writer is from the Bronx. Yeah, that's a gimme. <laughs> And every accent we do of European sounds like a Cockney accent. It always devolves into that. <laughs> so Robert goes to meet Father Brennan under the bridge. Red Hot Chili Peppers are playing. Mm-hmm. Anthony Kiedis is there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he, I think it was, your, your boy is the son of the devil. Like <laughs> once, once again, again <laughs> he's just leaping right into the fucking meat. There's no dressing with this man. Yeah. Well, he sings the poem again or whatever, the, the thing. And I was like, oh, we're going to poetry slam under the bridge. Not even a hello. How you doing? How's your wife? Nothing. Uh, your wife's pregnant and uh, Damien's going to kill the baby and her if you don't kill the yeah. boy. You've got okay. to go to the walled city of Mishimoto <laughs> and find Bagul and he's going to tell you. That would be great. Maga. <laughs> Bagadon, or whatever his name yeah, is. Bagadongs, and he's going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bugenhagen. Bugenhagen. Which sounds fucking um, made up, Also, too. I can't wait to talk about Bugenhagen, because when they first walk in, he's like, is Brennan dead? Yeah. No, it's like, whoa. Um, uh, this scene with uh, Father Brennan under the bridge really upset me in the, the remake, because this is such an important, crazy, intense scene. You find out that Kate is pregnant, biologically pregnant, which should not have been able to even happen. And Robert is just kind of like, you don't say. And I'm like, dude, you need to be freaking the fuck out. Again. About that aspect. Well, I don't think so he wouldn't. believes her because he doesn't well, know no, yet. I know, but even then, like, how does this dude know something like this? Like, he seems confident. Like, mm-hmm. you should be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck did you just say? Yeah. Even if he doesn't believe the information, he should, like, kind of recoil and act like, what the fuck, dude? How do you know about my wife's 
Yeah. Area. Okay. Okay. Again, that's where the well, wooden performance of Liv Schreiber. Like what have you two been up to when I'm not at home? Binoculars, bro. He's been watching uh, the ambassador all day. Look, they're never hanging out together. That means it's someone else's baby, most likely. Well, honestly, that is the most believable because how does he not know? Like what? He yeah. When are they banging? <laughs> that, that's what I want to know. Fill me in. Maybe it's in a novelization. Maybe it was in the intermission of Salome. Oh, okay. <laughs> Quickie in the bathroom. <laughs> so anyway, Brennan basically is like, like your wife's pregnant and Damien is going to try to kill that kid because there can be no others. There yeah. can be only one. Damien's a Highlander. He's like, he's okay. Gonna, first he's going to kill your kid. Then he's going to kill your wife. Then he's going to wait. And then he's going to kill you. Yeah. So just know this. And the ambassador is just like, mm, all right. He's I don't like, know why I came here, but he's like, you're full of crap and stay away from me forever. Yes. And leaves. And later on, Keith, the photographer was like, I saw you under the bridge with father. Brennan. It's like, what are you doing with your time? Obviously, like, he's stalking the ambassador. Clearly. TMZ. Yeah. He's a fucking paparazzi man. <laughs> but after um, after uh, Robert runs away under the bri- from under the bridge, um, you see a red kind of cloaked figure run across in the, in the storm, run down the street. And the wind starts howling and growling. And it's really subtle, but I love this effect. I don't like, think it was subtle at all. I was like, oh, the sounds of hell are coming for the priest. <laughs> okay, well, like for me, it's just like it, it plays really well. Like it could be wind, it could be the growl, but you can tell that it is. At you know? first, but then it's very clear. Oh, no, it builds up for yeah, sure. Yeah, but yeah. at first, when the thing first runs, it's like, it's like, whoa, what the fuck was that? Um, but yeah, so Father Brennan's running down the street in the rain, trying to get to a uh, church. He's running down. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas movie house. Um, yeah, so he's, he's on his way. The wind's blowing his hat off. He's trying to get to the church. The gate's locked. He climbs over the fence, and I was like, oh, this is where he gets impaled on the fence. Yeah, I thought um, he was going to get death by fence, too. Mm. No, we get the most 2006 kill possible. The CG in this thing was atrocious. Uh, Brennan runs up to the door of the uh, church, and as he's about to open it, it slams shut from the inside. Demonically which, closes. Which, does that mean that Damien has power inside the church? Because that should defeat the whole purpose of seeking sanctuary. Yeah, I was thinking, like, that, why is this happening? That kind of bugged me out. I was yeah. like, oh, you shouldn't have any power inside. Like, something should have been barring it from the front. It's like every inside. change that they make in this movie seemingly is worse. Because they saw this problem in the original Omen by the door just being locked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> problem solved. There's no supernatural element yeah. to it. It just is. I mean, yeah, and death from Final Destination comes back. Back in this scene. Yes. Yeah. He looks up and there's a, sta- a huge giant stained glass window precariously laying against the edge of the uh, the roof of this church, which the moment a storm started, there would have been priests up there like bring that shit inside. That no, is I think it was a expensive. lightning rod. No, the lightning rod fell through the, the stained glass window. Oh, you're talking about the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have right, gone up yeah. and moved that shit inside because it was yes. not installed yet. They were installing it. But like the moment the wind started getting bad, they would have like, get it inside. Millions of dollars, if not, for that thing. Yeah, good point. So the lightning rod on top of the building gets struck. It melts and falls over, shoots its way like a javelin straight down through the stained glass window. And then the glass and the javelin crash into Father Brennan. Now, don't get me wrong. This kill looked amazing. It was a great kill. Impaling him standing up, pieces of glass in his face. You're like, oh. Yeah, the CG was a little rough, but honestly, I liked it. I mean, at the time, I let that go. Yeah, it was fine. It was just more the Rube Goldberg aspect. It was like, oh, it's got to go through a stained glass. Like, just stab him. Just impale him with the lightning rod. This is the best kill of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, it's part of it. They just need, they're just trying to make everything a little more. It's add a little bit extra Mm -hmm. because in the original, there was no stained glass. So let's add some glass. Last to him. All right. Mm-hmm. You know. So we cut to Damien playing PlayStation 2 with the fakest video game sounds I could ever imagine. Was I, it, I thought it was a GameCube 
controller. Mm, it looked like a PlayStation. Okay. I have a note here that says, Mark, what video game was he playing? It was not a video game. You it know, had like the, Mario ring, like Sonic ring sounds. Do you remember the like, little noisemakers we would have in the 80s that would make the sound of the falling bomb? No. You push like a button. Yeah. It had like five sounds on it. You'd have push like it a machine a gun sound. It would have a ray gun sound. <laughs> it's basically that. It was like early 90s, but yeah. My parents probably were like, do not get our child this noise making device because <laughs> I've never heard of this before. The point is, is this no way this was a video game making actual video game sounds. It was too cheap. It's like, come on, dude. That's like placeholder noises. <laughs> it's like yeah. someone off camera. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> yeah. At this point, Kate's like rubbing her head. She's like, get this fucking kid out of here. I can't stand the noise. She's like, Baylock, come get this kid. And then Robert walks in. And he's like, he's just playing video games, honey. And she's like, I don't care. I want him out. Never want to see him again. And it's like, yo, this is going to fuck this kid up. I this mean, this could have been solved with a remote control. Just turn the volume down. Honey, put your headphones on. Yeah. Yeah. And like the OG one, he's like banging on something. So it makes a little more sense. Yes, he's but been an annoying child. Yeah. Here, it's exactly it. Just mute the TV, lady. You have a remote. You're a grown up. But no, instead, she freaks out. So Baylock comes and gets the kid. And then Robert's like, Kate, you got to calm the fuck down. And she's like, I can't. I'm pregnant. I'm getting an abortion. And yeah. you're like, damn, Bro. she is just going hard. And she's like, I don't want another fucking kid. And again, I kind of understand her take of like, if this is what motherhood is like, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> you yeah. know? I'm yeah. 0 for 1 right now. I don't, I don't have wanna... a partner to help me. I fucking can't stand kids. I'm done with this I shit. I already got one son of Satan. I don't need daughter <laughs> of Satan too. <laughs> That's the sequel name, daughter yes. of Satan too. He's <laughs> and I'll Strike two for husbanding. Don't tell your wife to calm down. Dude, bro, that is during an abortion conversation, no. whatever you do, that is just amateur hour left and right. <laughs> and one thing I want to point out is the next day's newspaper on the on the on the website has the corpse. <laughs> As someone who worked in the news, I can tell you that you don't use dead body photos or footage in your movie. I, your reels. I was like, maybe it's different in Britain, but I doubt you. I, I doubt you put the corpse on the cover <laughs> of the newspaper <laughs> front page. Like, <laughs> can you imagine if that's what the news is like. It's everywhere. Dead bodies everywhere. Yeah. Every car crash, you know, on the nightly news, we'd be like just yeah. pummeled with death. There wasn't even any police. They must have got, you know, like they must have got there before the police and everything. <laughs> he taking he a photo. did say, he's like, you were the last person to meet with Brennan. Did you see what happened? Because he's the one who took that picture. Oh. So right. Keith, Keith was the one he who took his like, photo first, then called the police. <laughs> he's like, ooh, got to get this shot. But yes, Kate is like, I'm having this baby abortion. I'm out later. Deuces. And I want you to go see my therapist. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, you heard me. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. Okay. Yeah. So he does. He goes to the therapist and he's like, um, turns out your wife thinks your boy is the son of Satan. And he's like, wait, did she say that exactly? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, do you believe in God? And he's like, that's neither here nor there. Your wife is really disturbed, sir. You tell me again about Satan. <laughs> like, and as he's as she's uh, as he is at the uh, therapist, um, Kate decides that she needs to water the tallest hung plant on the third floor of their balcony area on a rickety chair with a giant water bottle. If you have Buckingham Palace money, you have people to do this for you. Yeah. Another change in the original, they fire those people. They actually they just disappear. So there are other help, and eventually the Gregory well, it's Peck. Alluded, it's alluded that Baylock like got them out of there. Yeah, kind of. Gregory Peck's like, hey, have you seen you know Rob and Tina? And she's like, oh yeah, they just left. 
They're gone. I don't know. They took their paycheck and dipped. Yeah, Baylock is running some game behind the scenes. They don't bring it up in this one because, yes, it makes no sense why she would be doing this. Also, lady, get a step stool. What are you doing? Even if the kid didn't bang you, you look like you are about... Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. Let's take that back and take a take two. Even if the kid didn't bang into you, you look like you were going to fall anyway. Oh, yeah. She was teetering on the edge (laughs) of pain to begin with. Yeah. And then Ms. Baylock's over here, like, fanning him with palm trees Feeding him strawberries. Like, what? I thought it was meat at first. I was like, oh, she's feeding him animal meat. It should be raw meat. That would have been better. This was on his face. It's dripping down his mouth. And I was like, he's gone full feral. So weird. Jackal. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. This scene, not in the original, where she's just like staring into his eyes. And I was like, this seems wildly inappropriate. It's this (laughs) weird, like almost incestuous kind of like, yes, master. And you're like, I get what's going on here, but this is awkward. And then they look. And glare at a razor scooter for like ten minutes. Yeah, which was so funny because like it's like <laughs> you know what has to be done. And then we cut to this scene was bizarre because they used Dutch angles, they used wide shots, low shots, medium shots. Like it felt like they shots. were trying to do the scene from uh, the, shiny. the shiny. Yeah, right. Yes, it's very much what it felt like. POV of too like much scooter. They it was like they were like get them all in now. The DP was just like <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> like checklist time. And they like film it like the razor scooters going seventy miles. Miles an hour, <laughs> burning rubber around you the corners. Up. It's fucking Vin Diesel. It's family. You got to take them out early. You know, um, so smokes coming from the wheels. Yeah. So you know he's zipping around and he knocks into Kate's chair. She goes right over the edge. the The pot falls with the plant, smashes on the ground, foreshadowing. And then you like look back up and oh man, she's hanging on the edge with her fingers and she's like, Damien, help me. What the fuck is this kid gonna do? Yeah. He could have reached out. Anything, you know, any reaction would be better than nothing. True. The thing is, that's the whole point though, is he looks at her like, bye, Clarice. Also, he's 20 pounds, she's a full grown adult. All that would have happened is they're both going over the fucking edge. Well, Well, he could have grabbed her from the railing from between the railing, that might have helped. Yeah, he's too thick to go through the railing. She just grabbed on that kid and used him as an anchor. (laughs) She doesn't care about him, obviously. Obviously. But anyway, so she starts just, like, to pressed up against it. She's hanging there with her tippy fingers, like holding the, the, her on the edge of this thing. It is a far, far drop. And um, it's you quite know, a spill. Tweety yeah. Bird comes out and starts pecking at her fingers. <laughs> no, um, she basically starts to slip and she falls. And this CG fall is so hilarious to me. Oh, my God. It's just like, ah, I was like, all right, cut. Let's just show her on the ground. But um, she hits. And then we cut to Robert going to the hospital. Like he looks at his wife who's like fully casts up. Yes. It was like she uh, and he starts crying, which I was like, this is the first moment I actually felt like he cared about his wife. Yeah, it's true. We're like, what, 60 minutes into the movie at this point, too. I'm like, I should have cared a little bit sooner. And then he goes to see Dr. Bad News, who's like, no, no. First, he walks up to her and she goes, don't let him kill me. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because Kate is like on board with like, get this fucker out of my like he's gone. He's call the RSPCA. <laughs> get him out of there. Get up. So he's, he's had a dire warning from a priest. His wife says, don't, don't let, let him, him kill me. Kill me. Yeah. And now he's just going to go wander off and leave her alone. Yeah, bro, bro. Well, he just found out that his baby got, didn't make it through. Oh yes. They find out because of the fall, the baby uh, yeah. didn't make it through. They're like the worst news ever. They're like internal. Oh yeah. Your wife has internal bleedings. He's like, Oh, she's, she's pregnant. pregnant. No, no. <laughs> Like, what? No, the doctor goes, you would think. Yeah. No. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> Turns out she's not anymore. This is the Mabel I says. <laughs> like, damn, doc. His bedside manner. Yeah. Mm. I mean, how do you how do you bring that up? Just just pull the band-aid off. Or, I like, get it. I get it. I, I'm sorry. Would have got the C 
same message true, across true. And, and a little I'm more sorry, empathetic. A decent lead. He was just like, uh, nope. So at this point, he's like, I've lost two babies, almost a wife, and I don't care about my kid. I'm going to go see this fucking photographer. Again, he's still way too put together for all the trauma he's going mm-hmm. through right now. Mm-hmm. He gets notified from the photographer, hey, I need you to come look at something, right? And then Robert shows up to the photographer's house. Mm-hmm. He's showing him all the photos that we talked about that show the ethereal nooses and this the spikes. He's got a lot of spare time. Yeah, he's got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, he's an ambassador. What did they yeah. really do? In a little bit, he's about to go into some like contested territory in Israel as if the U.S. ambassador can just go to like, right. There's no military. Red tape there. Yeah, anyway. So as they're looking over the photos of Fata Brennan, he's like, hey, check this out. Also, has 666 on his leg. He's like, is it a tattoo? He's like, nah, dog. That's a birthmark. Whoa. So about Brennan. Yeah. 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 Father Brennan. How do they get the information that leads them to Father Brennan's room? Like, how do they find that weird well, shack he, under well, the... He, so, okay, so I, I actually can answer this. Okay. So he's, he's basically showing, he's like, look, we got to do something about this. And he's like, don't you worry about it. I'll take care of it. This is my family. He's like, actually, check out this picture where there's a white light thing around my neck. I'm pretty sure I'm involved now, bro. I'm helping you out. Because he basically says, after he got killed, I went and investigated Brennan. So Keith went and invested okay. and found his, his apartment. Uh, so after they meet, that's when they go uh, to the apartment. So okay. he already knew where it was. Yes, he knew okay. where it was. Okay. He's like, he's like, you got to come see this. Because he literally says, I got to show you something. And then he goes in and he's like, they open the door to uh, Brennan's apartment, which is like all the Bible pages. Yeah. It's like basically uh, what's his face is room from seven. Yes. You know, it's exactly. fucked up. And um, he's like, like, oh, my God. OK, this is some real shit. Brennan told me to go see Bogadon out in Hoshbio. Bogenhagen. Bogenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's like, I got this. And he's like, I'll go with you. And he's like, no, no, you stay here. I got this. He's like, actually, I'm involved. Check this out. My head's going to get lopped off. And he's like, all right, let's go then. And then we cut to them driving out to what seems like the middle of the country. And they stop at this nice little like pop up um, neon signed like bistro. <laughs> the cutest little food truck. I was like, what is this? It felt so awkward. And like everything we'd seen up to this point, yeah. I was like, what is this nice little quaint thing? And to Mark's point, like the movie's so blue. And then this thing <laughs> is just like out of Willy Wonka. Like it is incredible. It's very colorful. Because they're going to the hospital. The and those cups to- were clearly empty. There was no liquid in those cups. Yes, I noticed that too. <laughs> yeah. When you see like, the pe- actors get it together. All right. They're just like waving around. A little these- bit of weight there yes um but so they're actually going to the hospital where the baby was swapped and they're going to get some information from the priest and everything like that mm-hmm. so that they get there and they're like whoa 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 this is not the right place and then it's like they're talking um you know italian back and forth and he's like oh no no morte morte and it's like oh there were many dead there was a huge fire here the old hospital burned down that's why this is a new building and is not the hospital and my favorite part of the movie they just randomly find a burnt nun on the street selling crucifixes and cr- uh, religious accoutrement yeah they're like well, you look she's supposed to go after the thing burned down <laughs> no right. this happens on there to, to give it our characters more plot she looks like two-face i mean it's like yeah. she is burned yeah like, they're like, you look like you've been in a hospital fire can we ask you some questions <laughs> she's and she's just like you know like i don't want to talk about it but then she immediately starts talking about yeah. it and they're like, like where's priest you know giuseppe i don't know what his name well, they're like you're gonna want to go see voldemort all right he no, no, hold on hold on we'll get to voldemort but like they basically say his name and she like starts cringing she's like oh boy that guy yeah um he's in a monastery in some somewhere place. yeah and they're like well i guess we're going to a monastery in some place and then we cut to the most beautiful shot in the whole movie which is this 
priest like rowing them across this perfectly still oh, like reflective yeah. like lake thing towards this up, little island. I looked up from my notes and I'm like, what the hell's happening now? They're taking a boat ride. <laughs> it was like Resident Evil 4 intro type yeah. thing. Like, like this 2006, not 1906. All right, they're not rowing people across a this fucking lake. This was beautiful though. <laughs> this this whole scene was so fucking gorgeous. Like it was shot well. I mean, it was just color corrected nicely, like some whites and some blues. It was really good. I mean, to the right, there's just a bridge they could have walked across. <laughs> well, Probably. They keep all their burnt priests on an island, okay? They're <laughs> the all I- stored in one spot. Uh, the island of burnt priests, of course. Yeah. yeah. So the, the priest who originally saw the three comets, the very beginning from the satellite, or from the, uh, the telescope, is like, oh no, I know who you guys are. Come on in. And then they go and they're like, we want to talk to, you know, I want to talk to Francis. And like, Francis is busy. Busy doing what? He's having his <laughs> bath. Oh, really? Where they hosing him down? Um, but they eventually show the priest to him and it's like he's like he pulls his hood back and he is he looks like as you said Voldemort yeah but no he doesn't look like Voldemort he looks like the guy from the movie Hannibal he's like Verdell get me a cookie like he is fucked like it is crazy how messed up this dude is and I guess it's just from the fire right he's so burned up he can't even speak oh yeah, yeah. yes yes but luckily he has a chalkboard and it's some charcoal. Yeah, that's your charcoal board, I guess. There you go. And like one of the monks or whatever is like, hey, leave him alone. He's tired. He can't talk right now. He's a busy, busy guy. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and See, I like, took hey. it as like, like, don't fucking say anything. But I don't know. I would think I was reading too much into it at that point. But Robert's like, you confess to them. Now you confess to me. <laughs> and and he's I like, love right. that line. He said it if he was going to beat this priest up. And I was like, you're not doing shit, bro. And then the bell chimes in the chapel. Well, they all look. The bell tolls for thee. It's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. But then off screen, we got some timpani players playing some drums to really give it some energy. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. And the old burnt priest goes, give me my charcoal. Yeah. And he scribbles down the word. Chevertri, which is a cemetery north of Rome. I guess. So they're like, ah, next piece in the puzzle. Let's go, photographer boy. <laughs> and they drive out to this cemetery. And they transverse like Europe in seconds. Like they're yeah. from here to there instantly. But yeah. yes, they, this is the cemetery scene from the first one. And I love this scene. It is awesome, but to, it also feels like they drove not only from Rome to this place, but through time to get to the past because this cemetery is very dated. You know what we needed? We needed the Indiana Jones plane map to show them travel <gasps> oh, across that the would be world. Great. I would <laughs> love that. Awesome. With, with the dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I want that to play too. That would be perfect. Well, they, they hop the, the fence or it's like a wall actually. Yeah. They hop the wall into the cemetery and they're looking around and Keith... But the, who hasn't hopped a wall into a cemetery? We've yeah. all done that. Yeah, we, man, you all got to do it at least once. Wait the day. Especially if you're the U.S. ambassador. <laughs> yeah. So Keith is looking around and he's like, hey, this one has the date from when your kid was born. Let's check it out. And they dust it off and they're like, ah, caramba. It's the mother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the mother's name. And they're like, what is this little tiny tomb right next to the mother? Hmm. And he goes, That's oh sus. boy. Yeah. yeah, he kind of he kind of knows what's up. So he's like, all right, let's see what this mother's all about. Like, I don't know what he expected to find. It's going to be a corpse. Yeah, but no, it wasn't though. It was a jackal. I guess it, it was, was a corpse it of was a jackal. It was a corpse of a jackal. And then, yeah. like, and then Keith's like, what is this? It's some kind of, I don't know, a dog. And he's like, it's a jackal. And it's like, aha, jackuse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we, look at like, this guy. Doesn't know a jackal. <laughs> yeah. He's like, they said his mother was a jackal. And he's like, oh my God. Well, that could mean, he's like, if there's a chance that my baby's still alive. And I was like, bro, if you dig up the tiny little yeah. grave next to it, there's no way anything's going to be alive. Well, and he thought it was going to be empty. He thought it was going to yes. be a placeholder I, grave or something. I know, you know, but it is, I, was, I was like, 
this is Schrodinger's grave at this point. Like right now your baby is alive. The moment you open that grave, your baby is either alive or dead. I like the idea that he thought a live baby was going <laughs> to, it's been waiting for I don't know five why, years, I don't know bro. why my brain thought that was what he thought for a moment, but I was like, that's dumb. That would have been um, awesome though. But so they, they open it up and sure enough, there's a tiny skeleton in there with some serious head force trauma. Yeah. Why did they do to that baby? There's so many ways to kill without bludgeoning him in the head no, with no, a no, hammer. You've got to just bash that skull in. Bro, they're literally the devil. So <laughs> yeah, okay, it, it was a little shocking, but not really. Yeah, you know, it, I bet it was very, very shocking in 1976. But. Well, and that just goes to like who at the hospital like decided to do this. You know, like well, I think a lot of people are in on it. So you think there's people like there's there's sleeper agents in the Vatican who are trying to bring about the Antichrist? Big time, big time, oh, and okay. then they definitely build on that in the sequels and from the, to okay, the mainline okay. movie. But yeah, they're, they're they have agents everywhere. And I guess this is where Robert finally accepts that Damien's a plant. Well, oh, you yeah. you would think, but not quite. He's almost there. He's, he's getting close. It takes uh, a lot to move him. He goes to see Billabong before they leave. Oh, right, the dog fight. Yeah, out of nowhere because the men show up. <laughs> the nicest junkyard dogs that exist wait for the uh, you know the vandals to come in and do their vandaling. Yeah. Uh huh. Once we got all the plot information out of the way, now the dogs are ready to attack. Hey, Chet, should we do something? Eh, give them a minute. They get chased out and get attacked by dogs, but no real damage is actually done. They no. just kind of bite him in the shirt. They <laughs> get attacked by dogs. One of them's on top of them, like biting down, and then the dude like hits him with a brick, knocks the dog off. The uh, then he like grabs like a, a steel like cross thing and runs up and golf swings the other dog off of uh, Keith. And they're fucking these dogs up. Now, I do appreciate this movie because there is serious animal violence in this, but most of it is off screen. Yeah. Like you see it just out of frame. Like you you can piece it together really easy, but you don't actually see like the hit and the impact. But um, yeah, they're beating the shit out of these dogs. They're running away. They're getting over the fence. And as they're getting over, Keith gets his pants stuck on the gate and he's like trying to help him off. And then Robert's arms getting bitten by a dog. Like this full on, like a huge dog is just wailing into his arm. They mm-hmm. finally break free and they go off. But man, it was a super intense scene. And the for the original is like a pretty intense scene, but it's like a little bit slower. But they walk away fine. Like, yeah, there's no, no real term. damage from it's the dogs. Dogs, bro. Uh, They're not fighting gorillas. Yeah. yeah, true. That would have been a different awesome movie. Gorillas just come out of the trees, <laughs> snapping off thumbs. Oh, cemetery gorillas. You don't know. That's New the, to me. That's what they use in Italy to protect oh. their cemeteries. Just gorillas yeah. everywhere. Now, they do a lot of the hand gestures. <laughs> yes. Come Give as, me a banana. As this is playing out, we cut back to the hospital where uh, the nanny and Damien show up to say hello to their mother. And they she's say like, hello, goodbye. And she's like, you know, like, hey, we brought these flowers for the mom. And they're like, you really shouldn't see the mom right now. She's going to sleep. And they're like, no, 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 no. We, he'd be heartbroken. And she's like, she shouldn't. He shouldn't see his mom in this condition. And she's like, well, at least let me go in and give the flowers. Sure enough, she gets to go in. Baylock goes inside and uh, injects a giant air bubble into the, the blood that's being pumped into the mother. And guess what? She's going to kill her. Prophecy come true. The mother yeah, that's true. is dead. You know, Damien's also given the, the guard the whammy eye. I thought the guard was going to shoot himself I, in this one. I was like, wow, he's going to make him commit suicide in the hospital. I was like, well, that's going to blow your cover, bro. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that too, but he just sort of looked like a, like a stomach problem. He Well, he was freaked out. He was like, he was picking a real negative energy yeah. off of uh, Damien, which I guess you would as the son of the devil. You just give off a real weird vibe. Yeah, bad vibes. Robert gets a phone call. He's like, hey, your wife's dead. And he's like, huh? I just talked to her. She's at the hospital, bro. So weird. But at this point, are they about to find Boogenhagen? Yeah. The next scene is there. The thing is, Roberts at this point is like, okay, 
Everything finally fits. We got to go talk to Bugenhagen because that's what Brennan told me to do, and we might as well. So off they go to Israel now. To your point, we needed that map, but uh, mm-hmm. so we see them. I didn't know where they were at this point. I was like, this looks like maybe like Israeli police. Yeah. I was like, I'm not positive because I didn't recognize the flag at first. And they didn't do a good job of, I guess because if they did, you would have seen how ridiculous their travel yeah. is. UK, Italy, Israel, <laughs> right. back to also, UK in one day. when they get to day. Israel, there are Israeli flags everywhere. And I was like, we get it. Like, <laughs> if you don't know the flag, you're not going to get it. But like at one point, they're like, we really want you to know where we are. Yeah. So they go and, and uh, yeah, we get to meet our favorite character. They find Bugenhagen's little shack tomb thing. I they, like the set. I yes. think it was a very nice oh, yeah. set. Yeah. I like how all the statues are wrapped in plastic, too, to keep them, like, you know, intact and stuff. Fresh. But they walk in, and the first thing, he doesn't even look up from his work. He goes, is that old bastard Brennan dead? And they're like, yeah. He's like, about time. Come on in. Welcome. I'm Bugenhagen. <laughs> we have work to do. Yeah. Also, fuck Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> well, because during this whole inter, uh, this interplay right now, we basically realize that you have to kill the son of the devil with ceremonial knives. You have to do it a certain order, a certain amount of times. And as they're talking, you realize that um, Brennan, and maybe this was introduced earlier, or maybe it's now, but Brennan was like riddled with cancer. He knew he was dying. And that's why he said he wanted to be forgiven before he he met his maker. Yeah, Keith told that to the ambassador. Which I was like, but, did Brennan actually unleash the son of the Satan or like the son of the Satan? Did, was well, he, he part of this? He had the or? 666, so it makes me he think was he, involved. he was involved. Okay, yeah. so yeah. He, he was like, I'm, I'm changing my mind. Exactly. Yeah. He had a remorse. Oh, don't fuck with shit you're not prepared to fuck with. Yeah. But Bugenhagen <laughs> says something effective like, we got one knife to kill the boy, and then we've got all these other knives to kill the spirit. Right. If you only get him once, his spirit can come back and do Antichrist shit somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this would end the Antichrist for good. And it has to be on consecrated ground on the altar of a church. Okay. And there'd be no more Antichrist. Just just got to stab the, him. Until the, the things come back in the sky, I think, like a thousand years or something yeah. like that. All right. So they're like, okay, we got to go kill the boy. And then they're like, uh, and the nanny's actually an apostate from hell. Yeah. I'm by like, the way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep an eye out for her. And all those dogs also evil. And yeah. then out of nowhere, Robert's like, what am I doing? What am I doing? That's my son. I can't kill my boy. That's a baby you're talking about. He's like, this is preposterous. You're all crazy. And he like runs out. Yeah. And then Keith is like, bro, what did you think we were going <laughs> to do here? He's like, I can't do it. This is nuts. And he like throws the uh, the knives on the ground. And Keith's like, fine, if you're not going to do it, I'll do it. And well, like, they, they oh. leave because as, as they run out, because uh, Robert runs out, doesn't take the knives. And then Keith like looks at Bugenhag and he's like, uh, give me those knives and then yeah. chase them. And then they had that like kind of yeah. like contemplated, like, like you got to do this. And he's like, I can't. And it's like, all I could think of was uh, the Godfather. I was like, look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> it's like, dude, you know, you traveled you to multiple know. countries yes. for this. You know what you were getting into. Right. Uh, Keith is so right. What did he think Bugenhagen was going to say? Like, it's fine. Just Robert's, wait till him die of natural causes. Robert's the kind of guy who shows with the orgy. and was like, whoa, whoa, I got to take my pants off. It's like, what did you think you were going to do here, bro? <laughs> yeah, man. It's what? such a weird turn for this late in the movie. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so, supposed to basically give you pause. Like he can't kill a kid. Like how crazy is it? You're going to kill a kid over this prophecy. Like, but he's been going through the motions yeah, for half the movie exactly, now. You know what exactly. I mean? So you just came to Israel. Like you're going to, you're, you, you're bought in, you're killing the kid, yeah. but no, he needs one more thing to happen. So he throws the ceremonial knives and Keith yeah. is like, well, fuck that noise. I'll do it myself. I'll then. go murder your boy. I was like, <laughs> I thought we get a little more out of that. Like you're not killing my boy, you know, something, nothing. That's was, pretty, that's pretty close to the original. Yeah. Too. There's only like 20 minutes of movie left. So they sure, need I to, get it. I get so it. Brennan go, or um, Keith bends down to pick up the knives. And as he does, um, a ti- a roofer. Yeah. More final destination off of the roof. It hits the sign. The sign swings down decapitates Keith. Very cool decapitation. Yeah. Pretty gruesome. 
And then uh, Robert runs back and he's like, oh, my God, he got decapitated, just like in the pictures. And it's like this. Everything starts shaking. And it's supposed to be like this whole like <laughs> the prophecy's coming true. This is reality. The the Or the director's going to get it. <laughs> yeah, I yes. really think that's it, man, because like <laughs> it's so it's such a close up on his face. And it, it to me, it felt like the director tripped. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, you, you cut to Robert on the plane and he's got the bag of knives and you're like, oh, shit, he's going through it. He's finally he's finally committed to doing something with his life. Bugenhagen also tells him, you will know he's the Antichrist because of 666. He's got the mark. And yes. then Robert goes, I've washed that boy. I know every ounce and inch of his skin. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. But he's like, have you checked under his scalp, his hair? It's like, oh, fuck. No, I didn't no, look there. He doesn't even say that. He goes, well, if it's not on his body, it's under his hair then. And it's like, you feel very confident on this, bro. But yeah. So Robert goes home, takes the red eye back, sneaks into his kid's room. Misses the devil hounds, sneaks with a little pair of scissors and just snip, 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 snip. Going to give him a little trim and then sees the 666 mark under the hair on the scalp. My God. My God. All nines. (laughs) (laughs) So close. Nine, nine, nine. I think we're good here. (laughs) Whew. Uh, Baylock runs in, jumps on his back like a fucking hobbit and is just like whacking him in the head like, you're going to die. And then he knocks her. Damien wakes up, starts screaming. Mm-hmm. It's chaos at this point. He knocks her to the ground. He runs over, grabs Damien, picks him up like a sack of potatoes and just starts walking out. Baylock goes to grab his leg. He just boots her in the Boom. face. I was like, damn, son, I get it. Then he starts getting chased by a dog. He ends up like lifting up a trap door, knocking the dog out like a raptor, putting it in a hole. Yeah. <laughs> Runs outside to the car, gets in the uh, the Mercedes, and Damien's kicking and screaming. And he's yeah. He knows. He's like, oh, no. And Baylock's coming after him with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Yeah. Peter like, Gabriel was like, yo, you know what to do, my dude. I've made so many old music references in this episode so far. I'm sorry. But yeah, so Baylock is like sledgehammering the window, the glass in the front window, and then he peels out. He does like a little like Fast and Furious spin around the driveway. Runs her over at like 80. Good. She <laughs> flips like a, it looks like a comedy. It looks like a dude's where's my car type hit. Yeah. It's so hilarious. She just flips right over. She's down. Yeah. I'm assuming she's dead. Yeah. And then he bashes through his own gate and I guess there was a cop just chilling. Yeah. This security. was Because his... you're an ambassador. What the fuck has the security been doing up till now? Chilling. Yeah. Not accomplishing shit. He's the one that got Kate pregnant. Ah. Rule number one. One crime at a time. So <laughs> when, once he's killed uh, Baylock, slow down. Because this is what <laughs> yeah. fucks him up. Speeding. It always gets you. So not only is he being chased by one motorcycle police, he's now being chased of all of London's uh, police force. Yeah, they call him the SWAT team. Helicopters are coming. This was crazy to me because they're like, like yeah, he's in a white Mercedes going down the street. And it's like, we'll send in everything. It reminded me of that scene from The Professionals. Like, send in everybody. I was like, dude, calm down. You think they run the plate and be like, oh, that's the U.S. ambassador. They don't know he has a kid in the car. They just think he's just driving Speeding, really fast. Yeah. yeah. Like, Act like he's John Wick. Like, it, it, yeah. it truthfully <laughs> doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. To be honest. It's the weirdest thing. Because the, the other one, the cop, the cop who like is like catching on, like when they first like, hey, he busted the gate. There's a police officer on the force is like, oh man, let's go get him. And so at the end of the OG one, it's just that detective. It's just one cop, yeah. And the, the, the security guard from the gate walk okay. into the, the church. But now it's the 2000s and we in need to amp one, it up. smoke yeah. and they're in black gear and they got red laser sights yeah. and they're like, drop it! Call them the army, like, what is happening? Because For a speeder. <laughs> yeah, a tank breaks in. <laughs> on the airstrike. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, Robert's got uh, Damien on the altar of this church and he has got the knife in the air and he's ready to drop the hammer. Oh, but Damien 
does try his last play. Yep. Don't do it, Daddy. He's I like, love you, Papa. It's like, shut up, kid. I'm stabbing you. <laughs> no, some real evil dad shit, dad-eyed stuff. Yes. You know, pretending to he be. He should have done the dad from uh, Arrested Development. That's my wife. <laughs> uh, so he does. It does cause him to pause long enough. Bam! Shot. Yeah, and, and you, you one. Like, he gets shot a lot. Well, that's true. I was thinking the OG. In the OG it, one, there's one shot and it yeah. takes him down. And this Here. one, the the SWAT team just opens up. <laughs> like, just lay waste to the whole front end of this church with bullets. They killed him, the kids, some guys on the some streets. Pews. Yeah, yeah. There's some nice imagery of like blood dripping off the Jesus cross, crucifix, statue, and stuff. Yeah, yeah Jesus riddled with bullets. Well, the thing <laughs> is, the OG one though, the shot goes. It's a white like muzzle flare, and then it cuts away. You don't know that he got killed. You don't know if he he succeeded or not. True. And this one you see the blood splatter on the thing and you're like oh he got shot so i like the original one a little better because it's like ambiguous like oh my god oh my god did he did he do it did he do it and then we cut straight to the the cemetery graveyard uh scene that was the in the original the shoot the shooting was the ending and the studio was like "Mm, you're gonna need to add more shit here for the audience yeah so uh, it could have just ended Bam, with just the white, flash to white. I know most audiences want resolution, but the thing is, that's resolution enough because we know what had to happen. Yeah. I love the fact is like, is the, the, is the son of Satan still alive? Only you can tell. Come back next summer for Omen 2. <laughs> Would have been a great ending, but they added the cemetery bit, which they also did in the remake. Well, let's just take it from, from face value if the public... Um, media, what had happened tonight? Oh, an U.S. ambassador killed the nanny, tried to murder his son in a church. Do you yeah. really think he's getting a 21-gun salute? With the president there? Hell no. No. That's his godson, though, you guys, because as we all know, presidents are more than happy to go to questionable events to basically show their face but, that they don't know how they're going to play out in the public eye. Robert would be remembered as a crazed murderer. Yeah, yes. the ambassador who went mad. He'd have a Netflix series. like. <laughs> so that just didn't link up right. I was like, no. He's not getting this. Yeah, you know what? That's a plot hole in the original, too, because it makes no more sense then either. Yeah, and this one's a little bit different in the fact that, you know, like, so they do the, the cemetery thing, and you see the two graves, you know, the two uh, caskets, and they've got American flags on it. It's supposed to be Kate and Robert, which, again, the pomp and circumstance for people who tried to kill their kid, eh, not great. <laughs> um, you never see the president's face in either one. Yeah. And someone walks up and is like, President, your car is waiting. Oh, that's the OG one. He's like, President, your car is waiting and ready to go. And then uh, the new one, I think they're like, you know, like, hey, is everything okay? And he's like, everything will be fine. And we pan down and then we see that he's holding the hand of Damien and they're going to take the son of Satan back to him. Because earlier in the movie, like Keith and um, Robert are like, going through the poem and it's like, Oh, the seas will rise. And it's like, that's politics, the rough seas of politics. And Mm -hmm. so basically they're like the, the, the antichrist will rise from the political spectrum. The most believable part of this movie is people taking sentences that make no sense and being like, this is what it is. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, Politics. That was a huge leap. (laughs) I was like, there's no fucking way that some bullshit written about the seas would make you think politics in 2006. That's the kind of leap they make. When I was a kid, I was really into Nostradamus and Mm -hmm. like, I read like all the books and all this shit. Mm -hmm. And that's like exactly what he'd be. He'd be like, the sky will go dark. And be like, nah, that's the plague. Rome and stuff like that. So the thing is, the the, the politics of Rome, because that's where democracy started and shit like that. So I, I, it's not a far leap to see them apply that to even back then. You know. Now the thing is, we see it from a modern day politics perspective, and in this movie does the same thing. But back in the day when they were assigning like that stuff to politics, they were talking about like like the Roman Empire and all that shit. And yeah. They were the fucking bad ones. I mean, they killed Jesus. I mean, so. But the guy who wrote the prophecy had to write it in such a way 
that would still be interpreted the same way no, by I different people you. thousands of years later. In yeah. English versus whatever right. language. Yeah. It's like, wow, okay. The guy was good. The vagaries. But, um, but we, show, we show the Pope like die and drop his wine glass. Oh, yeah, none yeah. of that's in the original either, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he cuts back to the Vatican where the the, the messenger boy comes, comes in. in. He's like, just basically, we lost. <laughs> Pope's like, that's my cue. Dies. <laughs> yep. And then spills his wine. And that's when we cut back to the president, like holding Damien's hand. And then Damien looks back over his shoulder. Gives him a little smirk. And gives him a little smirk like, ha ha, I got you, you sons of bitches. Evil wins. Again. Doesn't die tonight. Because good is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> There was no sequel to this. No. No. Okay. Would I recommend this movie? I, I don't know. You guys are telling me that, that uh, it's so similar to the original. I would be hard-pressed to tell someone to go watch this over the original. Even though I haven't seen it yet, but I am going to go watch that myself. I would say if you've never seen The Omen, start with the original. For sure. Okay. This one definitely is a little more entertaining visually. Uh, it's got some moments that I'm not thrilled about. The acting is just not as well done and in play as it as in place as it as the original one was but this wasn't bad it just suffers from 2000s movie making yeah i don't think it's a bad movie but i also don't think it's great but recommend sure if you if you want to watch an, an omen it's not terrible if you've seen the omen original and you're looking to watch the omen again you know, give this one a whirl it's fun i just the the original damien is so much better in my opinion yeah, it's hard to compare the two in the sense that like 1976 was a long time ago and movies were really different and the original Omen is very good, but it's also a movie from 1976. So you need to like understand what you're signing up for. It is not a modern horror film and even 2006 is, as we saw, getting dated, but it's a little bit more modern. So like maybe if you've never seen The Omen, possibly I might say start with this one see if you like the story and then go watch the OG one because you there's less of a barrier there for someone who maybe doesn't like the slow burn 70s type film. True. I just feel like I feel like you're doing this a disservice though not getting the best character acting like the best acting possible because again it is so weird to see this mother not give a shit from point one. <laughs> you know it's so weird to see you know Robert not be like like just like what do you want me to do about it? You know like the whole fucking movie until the very end and in the first First one, there's a lot more like parents being parents. I don't know. Oh man, that's a tough call. It's a tough call. You know, watch both. Yeah, it's a competently made remake, and the original is super rad. So definitely watch it. Yeah. Okay. Well, any other lingering thoughts on the Omen before we wrap? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got. That's a, like the best like creepy chanting I can do. Well, listeners, have you seen the Omen? Why don't you let us know what of you think? Of course, we about have. It? Oh, okay. oh. Well, we're good then. All right. All right. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know on our social media. We got a Facebook and Instagram and a Twitter. If you want to see what we're up to, go ahead to thegravetalk.com. It's all there. Garrett, do we know what we're doing next time? I believe the next movie we are doing is Scream 6, sir. All right. Well, that's it from us. We'll see you next time with Scream 6. Thanks for joining us.